are listening to the Chompcast, official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy life to listen to ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, please go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Look for our special VIP tier. We have a special show today, an exclusive show, if you will. You know, I remember not so fondly back in 2014, Bungie had just released OG Destiny to the masses, and I was hooked. Like a tiny largemouth bass, helplessly wriggling against the fate that lay before it. I, too, had bitten the shiny worms of the Destiny exotic loot cachet. Glowing golden worms dancing in the murky depths of my basement bedroom as I grinded strike after strike until the wee hours of the morning, endlessly looting and shooting for that sultry beauty, that powerfully enigmatic firearm, the Hawk Moon. Yes, the Hawk Moon! Something about the subtle feather engravings on its sleek metallic figure tickled my brain clit. It was almost like a desert eagle that had been dipped in halo juice. Halo juice. I had to have it! The catch? I was on the PlayStation, and the Hawkmoon was one of several PlayStation-exclusive weapons. Now I really... Had to have it. That's right. The PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 4 versions of Destiny had exclusive items, a staggering degree of them for the time. Two exclusive weapons, exclusive strikes, exclusive maps, exclusive gear, exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. (sighs) Simply, 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 simply for sucking at the Destiny nipple through the PlayStation teat, you were able to get all sorts. All sorts of special exclusives. Like that? Sucking at the Destiny nipple through the PlayStation teat. Even worse is my luck failed me over and over. Unable to get the fabled Hawkmoon exotic, I realized I'd probably never buy it either. You see, once a week, Destiny players gathered around the enigmatic Xur in search of exotic wares. That's right. Each week, Xur sold new exotic loot. And if luck hadn't been on your side, you could just buy the damn thing. A purchase that, well... Not still filled with the same euphoria of rolling the loot on a random drop. Still hit the spot. Treasure still obtained. But no, Xur would never sell my dear Hawkmoon because it's a PlayStation exclusive. It was locked to a specific console. And Xur sold the same wares to Xbox and PlayStation Guardians alike. Finally, after a year of grinding and grinding and looting and shooting, failing to get my beloved Hawkmoon, the exclusive time limit was up. And Xur did finally sell. That legendary firearm uh, failed to dismount. He finally did sell that legendary firearm, uh, but it was too late! The moment had passed. Thank you for letting me regale you with this tale of my sorrow. Um, It's a very personal story of an exclusive, exclusive item that haunts my dreams still to this day. And if you couldn't tell, the topic of the show this week is, of course, console exclusives inspired by the latest call of duty shenanigans and we have help from our at swordchomp instagram community to weigh in on uh you know what you think of exclusives in the gaming industry we're not done discussing zelda Link's awakening or borderlands 3 and me and josh take a bite out of the apple arcade that's right poll topics round out the show include Listeners pooping on the idea of Borderlands 3 for Game of the Year. 
Sorry, not poop. Shit. Uh, Link's controversial new look. Would you bring a gun into the bedroom? That's right. Our listeners vote every Monday, and we're going to talk about these topics. Yeah, into the bedroom. That's right. A gun into the bedroom, fish. I said it. Let's get to some intros. The Filipino Johnny Depp is here, blinking at me. The one and only fish. Fish, what are you? What are you bringing to the bedroom? What kind of gun? Is it the noisy cricket? From Men in Black, is that what it is? <laughs> the noisy cricket. I forgot about that gun. Yeah. <laughs> Packs a wall up though. Let me tell you, that thing, you know. Don't let your don't let the size deceive you. Mm-hmm. It was a blast in the past when I was writing that. And for some reason the noisy cricket from Men in Black, like twenty years ago, popped into my head, and I don't know why. I feel like it's stuck in my head forever now. You know, I could I can't remember anything else about that movie. Not one thing. Except for uh, noisy cricket, yep. Yeah. yeah. For the noisy cricket. So yeah. you got your little noisy cricket there. Um, I, don't, I just don't see you as the kind of guy who'd bring a gun into the bedroom fish, but I guess we'll talk about that later. Oh, no. Maybe Guns are dangerous. Me. I don't want to. Yeah, I'd hate to hurt somebody with a gun, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially cocking it back. Cock it, just cocking back a gun is dangerous. Like, you see that Josh is just pumping. <laughs> Josh, you're bringing guns to the bedroom already, fish. Come on, let's yeah. see those biceps. Brings two every time. <laughs> Trick question. Oh, we got you. But, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> but the thing is, those guns are not made, you know, to kill. They're actually made for love. Oh, God. You just were stumbling down that road, weren't you? I don't even know where you... <laughs> those guns were made for love? Eh, maybe it's all the same thing. We'll get to that later. Um, okay. And you'll tell me exactly how you use your biceps for love, okay? That's what I want to know. I want to. I want to know your techniques because they sound. If you're not using, if you're not exotic. using your biceps during lovemaking, Morgan, you you're doing something wrong. Oh, I'm doing a lot of things wrong. I mean, I can make a list of American the things Psycho? I'm doing wrong if you want. <laughs> Sorry, Shay. What was that? I said, haven't you ever seen American Psycho? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. If you haven't seen American Psycho, you're not living. Stuff. Josh gave us a look like he's never seen American Psycho. That's right. That's Joshua Fowler from Michigan, phoning mm. in. That's right. Hey, Josh, glad you're here. Hi. Hello. Hello. Yay! There he is. He picked it up. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was worried he wasn't going to answer it. <laughs> this is a sales call. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> uh, Josh, you know, <laughs> crazy news. I just can't be right. I was looking at my notes here. It says Joshua Fowler, golf enthusiast. Uh, that seems weird. Hmm. I wonder what that's about. Golf <laughs> enthusiast. Huh. Guess I'll just have to wait for our Apple Arcade section to find out. True ah. story. You know, I dream for the days that you'd actually <laughs> would be a go- I dream that one day you'd be a golf enthusiast, Josh. Dude, I bet you'd like it, Josh, because... You know, jo- uh, no, I sold my clubs. Uh, that's we're not doing yeah. that nonsense. That's yeah, you know. not a party animal anymore like mm. you used to. Be. <laughs> no, no, not on. Yeah, well, it's too bad. I just figured you'd be into it because it's a very it's a game that's about precision and you know math and all that stuff. Angles, <sighs> slopes, yeah, and, and about drunk super, driving, super but with rigorous, you know, involved. drunk driving carts, carts that are yes. only only very very. You know, it's hard to define them as lethal, even even once they get out of control that way. So, those golf yeah, carts. It's so. true. Got to get wasted. 
Mm. Fish is so the only one. Josh, you know. are you looking for something like twisted metal meets golf? Is that what you're looking for here? I don't see why not. It's true. It'd be kind of badass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it for you. I got it. Remember that knockoff Vigilante Eight, um, Shay on PlayStation? No. You remember that Vigilante Eight? No. Does anybody remember that? No. I okay. do. One Thank of my you. favorite games of PlayStation. Are you being honest with me, Fish? I love that. I sunk so okay. many hours into that game. Okay, good. Well, I was, I was going to have a joke. I was going to say it's a golfing version of that. It's called uh-huh. Vigilante 4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that joke is more like a Vigilante bore. <laughs> how'd you make it worse? How, how'd, that ha- how'd that happen? Because it would have kept going, Josh, if I didn't stop it. Okay. <laughs> Four! <laughs> That's what I see when I look down my pants. Shay Leighton is here, the professor from Japan, the one and only uh, Borderlands apologist, and apparently not feeling too great today. He just messaged us before the show. Uh, we're both injured. Um, some sort of... He sustained an injury while sleeping, and I know it was not of the Tinder variety, so let's let's back up. <laughs> it's true. It's true. There were no owies. Yeah. Last while night. sleeping, not while betting. It's true. <laughs> it's an important distinction. Yes. A gentleman must make. Yeah. Um, no, I just felt like this year, man, like after turning 30, I was talking about it with my friend on Twitter. It's like your health falls off a fucking cliff when you turn 30. I didn't realize that was a thing. Did you, uh, did you, did I prepare the sacrifice that was required for, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh man. Why didn't you guys tell me that? I figured what, normally it's something your family talks to you about, but you're kind of, you're out of, out of sorts there. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, across the world, they Mm -hmm. couldn't really brief me directly on it. Well, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the fountain of Yushay is actually LaCroix. Pamplemousse. Oh, I couldn't tell because you have your, your Skype background blurred, so it looks like a can. Well, that's why I said it. I just, uh-huh. I'm just holding it for a visual effect. It's like theater of the mind. Yeah. That, could, that could have been Astroglide for all I know. <laughs> it's, uh, that's Astro the fountain of youth for can. many people, too. You know, that's, that's not... That, that would, you're you're going to need a lot more of that orgy. now that you're 30. That's true. And I'd, a can <laughs> would be like for an orgy, right? Like you pop open the can, you can't like reseal the Astroglide. You're bringing that to the orgy. Like, mm, you're using no. it all in one go. Well, yeah, I mean, mm. yes, yes, it is a single-use thing, but it doesn't have to be for an orgy. A lot of times yeah. that's just if you want the, uh, the carbonation to stay fresh. Yeah. Or it's kind of like the hand sanitizer we pass around before orgies usually. I mean, everyone just passes that around and takes a little squirt. And you kind of do the same thing with the Astroglide. I, w- I was going to say that it would possibly be for, like, I don't know. Having sex with a gorilla? Yeah, but would you rather be raped by a gorilla? Oh. Or by, um, like a duck. A duck with its corkscrew, long-ass dick. (laughs) (laughs) Some sort of animal that has a long-ass dick that's weak. That couldn't really rape you. Whereas, like, you know, that, that gorilla will fucking probably grab you by your pelvis and just shatter it. And there'd be nothing left of you. Nothing left of your pelvic region. All that's left is like your dangling legs and like your lifeless torso. 
head just bobbing around and you're just like you're wondering like why why didn't I eat the bananas and get strong like fish said that I could have you know fought off this gorilla now I'm dead you know that was probably one of the favorite voice messages that fish has ever sent I was eating my eggs this morning Listening to that, and I, I literally almost choked on my eggs and died this morning because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> wow. I didn't think uh, anybody would have found that as funny as uh, I did, but... Uh, I uh, found it huh. amazingly hilarious. Okay. Cool. All right. Great. All right. See, I don't have to play the voice messages anymore, apparently. Shay is now taking up my mantle. Wow. No, no. That was just... That was a once-in-a-lifetime once type of event. Oh, I wow. couldn't, like... The segue was perfect. I didn't see Morgan gathering his phone. Saw an opportunity. He took it. He struck. Well, the iron was hot. Uh, that's Professor Layton, of course, from Japan. Glad to have you here. I, of course, am General Mountain Time. Yeah, I, I, I felt bad because I posted a video. I was trying to taunt Fish, so I posted this video of me lifting all this weight at the gym today, uh, and I was challenging Fish because he's always taunting us with his six-packs and his whatever. And then right after I posted that video, I reached down to pick up a weight carelessly and really fucked up my back. Um, and I just thought about this for the show, Shay. You were like, dude, you got, you're not lifting with your back, right? You got to lift with your legs. I just realized it's probably because I only have one leg that I'm actually using. Uh, <laughs> that I'm, I'm not able to lift with my legs properly. Because uh, mm. I kind of hobble and I try to transfer the weight over. So lesson learned. Now I'm crippled. And it sucks. Can't do anything. I have to call into work tomorrow. All because I wanted to be stronger than fish. <laughs> is, that, is that such a terrible thing? It is a terrible yes. thing, Morgan. Yes. Why? Why, God, have you forsaken me? All right. Oh, he just he prefers fish. <laughs> fish is the chosen one. I'll be back. I'll be back. It's comical. You should see me now with my limp and my back. It just looks like it looks like I was very much, as Fish put it, um, forced into sexual activity with one of those gorillas against mm. my will. Let's put it that way. Somebody mm. needs to b- ring those bells at Notre Dame. Bing. <laughs> uh, but uh, we have a fun show today. I do want to say if you go to our Patreon page if you want to support us and you dig what we do. Patreon.com slash Swordchomp. I got a lot of stuff out this week. Um, some Let's Plays from the Apple Arcade that I'm going to talk about those games later. But if you want to check out my primitive Let's Plays, they're on our page, along with that funny workout video uh, that I taunted fish with. Um, a very special article that was written about us from our dear friend Zachary Helms, upcoming writer extraordinaire about the Sword Chomp story and the Sword Chomp brand. It's really special. So... There's a million cool videos and pictures and stuff. If you go to patreon.com slash swordchomp, look for our our, uh, top secret Instagram page, $5 tier. But we got an amazing show today. Let's get right to it, okay? So I want to get to some comments here as well. The topic of the show is exclusive. Now, Shay, you were kind of, uh, what made you kind of come across as just the whole Call of Duty debacle? Yeah, so, I mean, that was part of it. The other thing I was really thinking about this week is I feel like we're, a lot of people have said it and thrown it around, and I kind of agree with it that we're kind of in the gold in a in a golden age of art right now. If you think about it, we have access to so many different 
uh, forms of art at our fingertips with our smartphones. We can listen to almost any music from around the world uh, in Spotify or Pandora. With video games, we have mobile games. You know, some of them are just endless loops, and some of them are actual games. We have access to emulators on our smartphones. We can purchase games on our phones that we can go home and play um, after we have them da- have downloaded them. Uh, I mean, we have access to games. We have access to movies and TV shows at our fingertips on our phones. Like, we have access to all this art. And it's not just that. It's books. It's actual pieces of art. It's everything. And we have access to all of this at any given point in time. And because of that accessibility, it's... Um, it's really opened up the ability to, excuse me, like for more people to make art and for more people to be able to create and invest time in appreciating that art. And so when I was kind of going down that path, I was just thinking about this topic in general and it then the Call of Duty um, fiasco kind of opened it up even further um, with exclusivity because a lot of people have act like this unlimited access. Yeah. But when people make things exclusive, does that alienate people? Does that, um, does that make people like, does, is it really a, that big of a deal with us having so much access to other art forms? Mm-hmm. Well, like, is it really that big of a deal when something is exclusive? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's a great starting point, I think, because I was wondering if we're going to try and get to some of these nitty gritty topics, because that's something we want to do to separate us. We like to have fun and make dick jokes and all that stuff, but if we want to get into the really philosophical discussions about video games and our culture, we have to dig into some of this stuff. And I was worried maybe this yeah. wasn't sexy we're, enough. We're but... all about the nitty gritty dick dick jokes. Yeah, <laughs> a nitty gritty dick, ain't that right, fish? Mm-hmm. Down to the nitty gritty, um, yeah. But this is the yeah. The people had a lot to say here, Shay. I was pretty happy with all the response that we got. Um, for example, Conan the Librarian said, "I just don't get the point of holding content from gamers on other platforms." For one, it also makes me feel a publisher is trying to steer sales to be heavier on one platform over the other, which sucks for the consumer. So he was alluding to something that I think we'd all agree with. Whenever these deals are made, right? It's let's say that PlayStation deal with Destiny, that was so there'd be more of an entice, more of an enticement. That's the word to bring consumers to PlayStation if they had a choice to play it on either console, right? And that's interesting, right? Because why would, as a developer, why would you make that deal? Well, it's because Sony's going to play you, pay you a shitload of money. <laughs> They're going to pay you a shitload of money because they want more people to play uh, your game on their system. Um, but how do you? I mean, as a business decision and everything. How do you guys feel about that? Is that just the way business works? You get it? You're neutral? I mean, how do you feel about what he's saying here? Does it suck? Um, yeah, I mean, you you are kind of limiting your audience by doing that a lot, but a lot of the incentive for that is that you've got essentially a guaranteed payout for this thing it doesn't really even matter how the game does at that point because you've got this guaranteed deal ahead of time which doesn't sound like they really needed it 
you know, kind of in retrospect, but Destiny was kind of a weird thing they were making at the time. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, I can kind of understand it more for them, you know, to kind of go off, do their own thing this first time here and not really feel so sure about it. Like, I mean, that's that's why... Like, they want to make sure there are sales, mm-hmm. so they'll have these cool things. Yeah. Because like, it's a new franchise, new IP. Yeah, yeah, make sure their company doesn't just, you know, go under because the thing flops or something. So that's a good way to avoid that. And I think that's the reason why they didn't do that with 2 going forward. They realized people wanted what they were selling. Uh, well, and it's smart, too, because if you think about it, the PlayStation fan base, as much as I love my Xbox One X, PlayStation fan base is huge, right? So you're appealing to a much larger demographic of potential gamers. Yeah. Yeah, with the accessibility, uh, like you guys are saying, of PlayStation, yeah, you're going to be appealing to that wider demographic for sure. Agreed, yeah. Um, and But, you know, I will say this. When I was hunting the Hawkmoon down, as they joked in the story at the beginning of the podcast, it did make me feel like, oh, I'm happy I'm playing this game on the PlayStation. Um, as, for, as fucked up as that was, it did make it feel special. And I was committed to playing De- you know, Destiny on my PlayStation for many years. Now, the Call of Duty thing, is that a PlayStation exclusive also? The extra mode that you were talking about, Shay? Or are you unaware? Because I can pull it up if you don't know off offhand. I actually don't know offhand because, to be honest with you, I I saw people complaining about it on social media, and I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, doesn't that happen but, every time something happens with Call of Duty at this point? It's, yeah. Uh, well, shit. Okay, it's a, it's a shame. Like we used to used to love that series so much. Did uh, we? Shay sure did. <laughs> I did. I did. I will. I will. He's gonna love it again, Josh. And, and fish it's a, loved it's it in the way only a husk can. It is PS4, by the way. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I, you're right, Shay. I just found it. So that makes, but like, as from a business sense, that makes sense. When I look at a lot of these, and there's probably a a common thread about it being PlayStation exclusives. They have the bigger audience to some degree, and if there's somebody who's on the fence, and there maybe they're, you know, that's gonna entice them to pull the trigger because there's a lot more people that just own a PlayStation out there. Than, than both. I think the, the people that own one system or the other are probably the minority. You know, they're more like us, or the hardcore. Like, I'm probably the only one here that owns both. No, Shay does. Shay owns both. He has the Xbox and the PlayStation. I do. Right? Yeah. I know we're a minority, so. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's such a weird conversation to have with that, though. It's like, not specifically Call of Duty, but in general is, uh, I guess, not to launch too much into it, but I feel, and I've talked about this um, on our social media, and I've actually argued with people about this. I feel like gaming is more accessible and affordable now than it's ever been. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean to alienate anyone who can't afford gaming or can only afford one system. So, you know, just in ahead of time, I'm not trying to, like, come from a privileged standpoint. But um, I do feel like it's really easy to afford consoles now and especially the newer consoles because they were coming we're coming on that point where you know the new gen's going to be coming out and so i mean i can go to a pawn shop if i'm in the u.s and find one for a relatively cheap price that works or you know if if it's that big of a deal to where like call of duty is the game i'm looking forward to the new modern warfare is the game 
and I have an Xbox, okay, well, then I go into a shop and, you know, sell that and then get a PlayStation 4 for even cheaper. Or, you know, worst case scenario, I find a friend who has a PlayStation and I trade him for a month so I can play the PlayStation 4 Modern Warfare for a month or so, you know? It's, I don't know, it's it's such a weird conversation, I guess, in terms of, like, just considering console exclusivity. I yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty rare. I mean, I want to get to some more comments here, but you're right. They're, it's It's really not that big of a deal to me either, but... It's not usually something big. That's why I thought the Destiny story I shared with you guys was so funny because those were like legit items. Like there was a strike, gear, weapons. Weapons in Destiny are a big deal. There's two of them: the Monte Carlo, if you remember, and the Hawkmoon, uh, among other stuff. So that was one of the that was the, one of the biggest examples from my personal experience. I wanted to draw upon. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I know every you know situation that's come out. But uh, Epidemic said exclusives, whether it be DLC or time releases, are dumb. Because it denies the customer access. I understand exclusive games like God of War or Death Stranding, but cross-platform games should be just that. Um, studios are the ones that are limited by this because their install base shrinks because no Xbox edition or PlayStation edition. They get some money from Sony or Microsoft, but we suffer. Now, the studios, yeah, that's important. They'll get the money from whatever console exclusive. If you guys remember this, Josh, the uh, Tomb Raider game, uh, they actually heard it for me, I think. The, yeah. Tomb, the second Tomb Raider game? Mm-hmm. Was a Microsoft exclusive, which was this is one that yeah, really for a upset year, people. which a yeah. year, mm-hmm. yeah. And people like me grew up with uh, Tomb Raider on PlayStation forever. Like that's what it was. It was some, and it was a really weird deal to make. And a lot of people were pissed about that shit. You know, that was an entire game. You know, and it's just like, whoa, I have to buy an. And the Xbox was not hot. <laughs> yeah, shit that at the time, was that was the Xbox's only game at the time. So yeah, <laughs> that and Halo Five, and we saw how that turned out. Mm. Um, that was a big whoa, one that whoa, actually... Whoa, you guys forgot about Sunset Overdrive? Come on now. Okay. Oh, that's, tr- that's true. That's true. God. What an asshole I am. Jesus um, Christ. I, yeah, I would love to try Sunset Overdrive one day. It looks interesting. Sunset, Sunset, I was laughing about this the other day. Sunset Overdrive? That's a, that's a tongue twister. Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive is one of those games where I would see it for free in Game Pass. Technically, it's not free, but you know what I mean. I'd see it in there for basically free, and I'd stare at it every night, but I would never download it. It falls in that weird, like, <laughs> I kind of think about it, but never actually download it. Like, I'm bored, but am I that bored? <laughs> it's just unfair, because you might like it, but there's so many games like that, you know? Right, for sure. But, like, in terms of what Epidemic is talking about, God, none of us can fucking talk today. We've all slurred on <laughs> words today. As far as what Epidemic is talking about, I can agree with that to a point. I think that game exclusives are very important for consoles. Otherwise, there's no point in buying a console. There's no point in there being more than one console if there's not a reason for it to exist in the first place. And one of those big reasons is games. And some people may feel like, well, if that's all that's separating the consoles, then why have a separate console? Just get a PC. Sure. Sure. I mean, if that's how you want to view it, that's perfectly fine. And that's perfectly reasonable and verifiable. I understand it. But Is it verifiable? It's verifiable. <laughs> it's justifiable. Uh, I like it's, the phrase verifiable. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, think, I think it makes sense. I mean, gaming on a console, I think, can sometimes be considered a more casual 
experience, and I, I can see that being the case. And so if that makes it easier for some people to game, that's cool. But there has to be a separation factor there, and the games is such a big part of that. So I get that. But what he's more talking to is if I'm able to buy Fallout 4 uh, on both consoles, but one of them has like like one of the coolest missions in the entire game, but it's only on PS4, I'm going to feel left out, you know, a little bit. And it's going to be frustrating. And I get that. I totally yeah. get that. And you're going to go buy a PS4 because you love Fallout that much. Well, yeah. If if it's for me, in my, my own case, yeah. that's that would be the situation. But that's not going to be for everyone. But if you yeah. separate the cynicism from that, Shay, you are one of those lesions of, of hardcore followers that would go get the game on that console because you want that extra content so it works. I mean, I, I bought a Nintendo Switch just so I could play Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah, which you haven't started yet. I did start, actually. Oh, my God, it's a miracle. I started you... it about three weeks to a month ago. Let's oh, get off my no. fucking balls. That's not true. And get on my yeah. dick. All right. Get the lube. Uh, all right. <laughs> the cup of Astroglide. <laughs> Woo! I got the uh, hand sanitizer. Um, all right, so... Fish has got the fuck buckets. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's to clean up all the fuck afterwards. Oh. Oh, oh a mop bucket. No, I usually just soak it up bucket. with a nearby t-shirt. I thought that was urine. <laughs> no 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 i'm pretty sure that's vomit that you do that with uh, i mean it's not exclusive to just one fluid uh <laughs> it's it's a it's a catch-all it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a catch-all it is it's it's cross-platform it really is uh <laughs> T-shirt is overpowered at this point. It, is, it really is. <laughs> T-shirt is OP. They need to nerf that quickly. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the sweater. The absorbency. Cashmere. Uh, ah! Wiggly Pigeon said, Fish, I'm going to throw it after you, so get ready. Get your... I saw Wiggly Pigeon, and I thought of Fish. The Pigeon, fucker. Somebody catch <laughs> that pigeon. Le Pigeon, fucker. I think it's ridiculous. It's the most obvious strong arm move I've seen since the loot box fiasco that was the debut of Battlefield 2. I guess this is a Sony decision based off an article where one of the game devs claims some decisions were beyond his pay grade. Sony continues to be the bully uh, in the industry, completely taking advantage of their loyal consumers, knowing how big Call of Duty is, and once again showing their arrogance Swinging their big dick around and crashing it on the table. I added that in. This kind of stuff is dumb. Competitive business bullshit that only has us, the consumer, losing. Um, this was a big coffee rant uh, from the Wiggly Pigeon. So thank you. Uh, Fish, mm -hmm. you know something about exclusives as well. I mean, of the thousands of requests you get for dick pics every day on the gram, you only send a select few in return. Yes, uh, I can only I can only imagine what the other ones who don't receive that picture feel like, you know. And I can well, kinda, I can tell I, you, we feel bad. Yeah, exactly. It feels it feels bad whenever you know you're on a console, and you get a game like even a game that you're not necessarily. I, I feel bad for the people that don't know what the game is, or they're curious about it and want to try it out and go out and buy a sixty dollar game and find out that there's content in that game that they 
are essentially not going to have for a full year of playing that video game. And, like, granted, some games like Destiny, yeah, you could be playing that game for a full year, but, like, that's a that's a horrible feeling if you, you know if you find out you know like oh wow there's a item in destiny where that um it's a it's a hand cannon that it, like say like you you love hand cannons or something uh-huh and, like say it, I do. It, it becomes I... like a a sort of <laughs> josh <laughs> i still don't know why you're fighting the shotgun calling on your life You lost him. Let's break it down for fish, Josh. Hmm. I don't think he. So are you saying that you should just be anything. using a shotgun instead? No, no, I'm talking talking about Morgan here. And oh, the, yeah, just 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 spray it and yeah. I'm lost too. Stop I'm fighting. sorry. Stop Usually, fighting. I pick up on those really well. I'm sorry if you pick up on that. Let us know. Just send me a DM to at Swordchomp on Instagram. If you get Josh's off-brand sense of humor, please, please, send help. Um, yeah. It, true story, Josh got the fucking hawk moon before I did. All right, that's mm-hmm. all. I'm done. I'm done. Like, first week. <laughs> the first time we played with Josh after months of grinding, the first strike we did. <laughs> God. Uh, anyways, fish. So you agree it does suck, right? Yeah. And you feel bad for those people that just want to try it out. Maybe they're feeling left in the dust. Um, can you think? Uh, how about this? What about this contrarian opinion? Fish. It says, by the way, the mode uh was survival spec ops, I believe. And contrarian opinion. Shit ain't real. My good friend shit ain't real said the mode sucks, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> so he's like, who cares? This mode is trash anyway. Um There's always which that. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh everyone was pissed that the mode was even in Modern Warfare 3, and in all likelihood the content was probably developed by an entire different dev team, considering Activision has every sports studio imaginable in the game. So well, we won't get to play Raven Software's weird Call of Duty side mode for a whole year, and when it drops, nobody will fucking care. So, <laughs> you know, you know, I know that that's not, I will say this, he struck a lot of things that I do kind of agree with because a lot of people were saying that, look at this here, Reverend Rock and Roll said, this one is particularly ridiculous because since it's a timed exclusive, by the time it breaks, no one will be care because Call of Duty comes out every year anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Timed exclusive on a yearly, yearly release just doesn't make sense. Doesn't? It's weird, yeah. right? So you can play it, and basically that might be why the outrage is there for the fans, because in a year they know they're ready to move on. Anyway. Yeah. So, it's kind of funny. Call of Duty of all things. Tomb Raider and Destiny were the big ones for me. I could not think of a lot of other really good examples um, that had a personal effect on me. And if you guys had some that you thought of that maybe I haven't mentioned, please do. Um... And it's interesting because we're talking about Apple Arcade later, and there's games that are exclusive to Apple Arcade, which is cool because let's, you know, let's be honest here. The idea of an exclusive can stretch that conversation a little further. Something like Death Stranding is a console exclusive, and it, it has not been announced for another system. The Last of Us 2. Those are games that are going to really puzzle Fish. He's going to have to realize what he's going to do here in the next couple months because if he wants to play Death Stranding and The Last of Us 2, two of the biggest games of the past five years, arguably, he's got to make a decision. 
on what the hell he's going to do because he doesn't own a PlayStation 4, right? So, like, Fish, let's, just, let's use you as the guinea pig. Those are two examples as I, I gave. Games you're interested in. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Or, or have you not decided? I, I haven't decided quite yet how I'm going to tackle this dilemma I have here, but... Um... A guinea fish. I'm sorry. A guinea fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the guinea fish pigeon. Hmm. Hmm. No. Put the wings on it, please. Every pigeon is your guinea away. pig. <laughs> <laughs> They're all guinea pigs for your... No, I don't want to go there. Um, yeah, it's... Uh... Uh, well, like, exclusives to consoles, like... That's something that it's what differentiates, you know, consoles at this point is the exclusives. And um, yeah, it seems like PlayStation, these pet, this generation at least, seems to have more of the exclusives that I'm more drawn to, more excited to play, um, as opposed to what Xbox has. And um, that obviously that probably does show as far as like in sales for Xbox and whatnot, but. Um, you know, like any other company, they'll they'll try and like, you know, make up those sales through other means. You know, if they can't either, you know, get exclusive games on their console and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But for me, like the dilemma there is like, do I really want to play this game or not? And it's not necessarily, you know, the fact that I can't play it anywhere else. It's of, it's more along the lines of thinking. Do I really want to play this game? If so, am I willing to put down, you know, uh, this amount of money for a new console or a used console at this point, you know, to play uh, a game that's, uh, you know, on a console for a company that already announced that they're working on, mm-hmm. you know, the next gen of consoles. So, Although uh, the interesting dilemma there is they have not announced when the PS5 could be out. We're all assuming it's next year. Right. There's no promise of that. It could be the following exactly. year. Yeah. So like as a, as a, as a consumer in, in that position, like it, it's, it's a little frustrating that I can't sit there, sit here and think, uh, yeah. Oh, well, if I wait out, you know, a couple more months, whenever it does release, or if they do announce a release date that's only a couple months after it like i would that that consideration of waiting those few months to play it on the next gen would you know probably surpass playing it now as far as like uh, for me at least well and let's 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 break that conversation a little bit it's not your fault fish you're doing fine but Mm -hmm. i'm what i'm that's bleeding into a different conversation about like waiting for a new system almost it's almost right. a different thing yeah, yeah uh, so, it is so that's my fault but i'll i'll steer that back i saw i did see shay getting up though like he wanted to say something um no okay i will say that one example with the epic game store that kind of frustrates well i won't say it frustrates me i'm curious about because i don't play a lot of pc games but I, there's some like hades for example is a game that we've joked about before a lot of people don't i talk to people all the time who love the um super giant games and they have no idea about Hades or they don't know a lot about it or because it's, it was a weird unfinished sort of early access thing on the Epic game store, which is a very specific place that you have to get it. Now their company of course would benefit with a deal from Epic games. Right. But it makes me wonder if they had released it on everything, would they maybe have made more back as opposed to a special deal with Epic? I'll never know because I don't know the financials. But I always wonder about that, right? Because I feel like that game has been lost to time. No one talks about it. No one seems to care about it. Um, but I wonder if they're financially happy with where they're at with it. 
you know i i view it more as like a like a, the people who are hardcore super giant fans not to say anyone who didn't play it is not a super hardcore fan but the ones who really wanted to play it went and got the the epic interface or app whatever you want to call it and then decided yeah. to play it on there and it's in early access because it's still like they're still adding content every month so it's still being worked on but then when the finalized project and it's the final the finalized game is done it'll have another quote unquote release uh, like an official release and it'll get the press it deserves then and it'll get the attention it deserves then i think that's an interesting case though it's it's kind of like an interesting case study in a way because like it's a yeah. completely new interface uh or app again whatever you want to call it and they're releasing it in a different way yeah uh, and i bet that, people like, at their studio shay probably thought to themselves millions of people play fortnite on this so we're gonna have millions of eyes potentially looking at purchasing our game right right i mean like it made se- it makes sense from a business standpoint of why they would have done that and I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and speak for Supergiant, obviously, because I, you know, I don't know what their thought process went into that. But like, if if we were to make a game, and we got offered like a really nice set amount of money, and we didn't, we weren't given a deadline per se. We were given the time we needed to work on a game. Yeah, and we could make money on it now to pay for nice. the future of the game. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we do that? You know, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you can't speak for a super giant, but you are best friends with Greg Kasavin, so uh, best buds. Fuck, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't visit me when he came to Japan. No, oh, he was here with his family, time. though. To be fair, oh, that's true. Were you, were you? And to be fair, you were banging on his door at twelve in the morning. So, I I was. It's, well, come on, work with me here, Jay. I, I, I'm in bed by 12, buddy. I'm always I in just, bed by 12. I'm, I'm an old I just man. like the idea of you just like, Greg, Greg, <laughs> Greg, I want to talk about Bastion more. Greg, <laughs> let's get some sake. Uh, okay, last two. Uh, Mumulio said, Spec Ops Survival I can wait for. Standard Spec Ops is where it's at. So it sounds like this mode in particular might not even been that great of an exclusive. So I wonder sometimes if people are just blowing shit up to blow shit up because it doesn't sound like people really give a shit about this mode anyway i'm not a call of duty hardcore fi- you know fan so don't i'm just kind of uh calling it like i see it uh I just, I just don't understand man like why why would lose your shit over one mode when there's this is what i told one of my friends on twitter is like why would you lose your shit over one mode on a, a shooter when there's literally 50 other shooters on the market that are probably doing the same mode yeah, yeah. You just play one of those, and like <laughs> it's it's hard for me to have empathy in this situation because there's so many other games that you have access to. Yeah, I do get yeah. it though. I mean, like if you're like Call of Duty is your absolute favorite series, mm-hmm. I get it, and you I want every it. mode. I get or it, or else get you it. will throw your Mountain Dew at the LED TV. I get, I get it. I mean, like say, like you guys, like say, um, you guys love Super Smash Brothers ever since the very first one. Uh huh. Every game. Um, you know, they added more characters and then they added your favorite character. Let's say they added Ganondorf in the, uh, uh, the GameCube version and Morgan just always played Ganondorf through all the iterations. And then suddenly in the new game, they took out Ganondorf. I'm sure yeah, I'd burn Morgan the Nintendo headquarters to the ground. What's the question? I'm sure, you'd, I'm sure you'd get pissed because then you wouldn't be able to just beat fish anymore. I wouldn't. 
I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll beat Fish any day you want, so any day of the week, but I wouldn't be able to defeat beat, him in video beat game. Beat me no. now. Uh, can, you, can you say that again? Fuck me time? like a gorilla, daddy. But creepier. <laughs> creepier. Creepier, huh? No, not gonna... Not gonna give you that joy, Morgan. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's exclusive to the moment that has already passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Krumke said, "This is funny. This is one like flipped the conversation on its head a little to kind of end it here. That I think is kind of interesting." Uh, she was saying, eh, "It doesn't bother me. I'm used to it. The game uh, exclusive content is usually for modes I don't care about. But if Diablo ended up being a PS4 exclusive, then I'd be complaining to high heavens." <laughs> so her joke, or the joke, is basically if it's something I fucking cared about, something big, then yeah, I'd be pissed. So to that, I always tell people, see Tomb Raider. Um, Tomb Raider, fuck, what was the second one called? Okay, the third one was Shadow of Darkness. The first one was Tomb Raider, uh, the reimagining. The second one was called Tomb Raider, and the yada, 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 yada. Okay, thanks, Josh. Big help. Um, (laughs) uh, What's the name of the second Tomb Raider game? I'm I'm dying. Rise, thank you. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Okay. That's all I was looking for. Yeah. No, no, they're, they're, they're all named after... I assume after different Sonic fanfics. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yes. So a lot of great um, comments there. I want to um, basically thank everyone. I can't read them all, but I read as much as I could and they were incredible and they really helped us have fun with this conversation. Um, and I think we had some personal stories to sort of give people an example of any time it affected us, but generally it doesn't. And what will fish do? Only time will tell. When it comes to Death Stranding. Will Fish play a strand game? Well, we're going to talk about Death Stranding later, so you got to be a patron VIP. If you want to hear that podcast, it'll be releasing in a few weeks. You should go check it out. Um, and again, patreon.com slash sword chomp. Let's talk about some games. Let's talk some games. Wow, we got a lot to get to here. All right, so let's let's get to this first. Um, Josh, I saw you did break a little bit into Link's Awakening. Fish, I know you played a lot of Link's Awakening, but did you just stop playing it, or what happened? Because I um, I did you pl- play a fish? I played a, I did pull a fish. I'll admit, <laughs> I pulled the fish, but I played a mm-hmm. little bit more. Um, I think I'm in. I'm at the face list or the face key cavern, uh, dungeon. So I'm 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 getting close to the end of the game. Like I already went through the color dungeon. Um that was fun. Um I've unlocked uh the warp points of course. I have the flippers. I have the hook shot. I don't have the boomerang. That's one thing that I forgot that I can actually get right now, but I've been going through this dungeon without it and I realized that the boomerang is very helpful in this dungeon. But, um, yeah, no, I haven't made as much progress as I wanted. I actually, I wanted to beat it before this next podcast, but, um, yeah, I just haven't had the time to sit down with it and play a bit of it. Been playing, you know, Borderlands with you, um, in the, at least once this, or twice this week, actually. So, um, yeah, Borderlands is taking more of my time than Link's Awakening at this point. All right. Well, thank you for nothing, you piece of shit. I'm just kidding. I love you, Fish. You've been playing Borderlands with me. Funny true story, Fish. Abandoned me twice for Borderlands this week. <laughs> Typical Fish fashion. I did. Fashion. Yeah, I did. 
the first night he's like, I'm too tired after I cleared the schedule with my wife. And she's like, great, we can hang out. I was like, fuck my wife. Thanks a lot, Fish. And then the second night, Fish was like hoping to get <laughs> off work early and couldn't. So I just ended up playing Borderlands by myself. Wait, back up. Your, your wife said, great, we can hang out. And you said, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to play video games with my bro. I hang out with my wife all day, every day. Don't tell her I said that. Josh, you've been. Uh, have you played any Link's Awakening? Hold on, I'm. I'm just letting this sink in real quick. No. Okay, that's what she said. Real quick is all she's getting. So it's like quick. That's how it works for fish. She just gets the nub in, and it's just quicksand. Mm. Just wait another minute. <laughs> just kind of sinks in there. That would be interesting. Um, for some reason, I always think of that creature from the third, the Return of the Jedi, that big sand creature um, that Jabba Hutt throws all the bad people into, and it eats them, and then it burps. Does it burp, or am I thinking of something else? I don't know. I have a recollection of like Dude. that big hole in the ground with teeth burping, because it's a creature. Huh. Yeah, right. Mm, it is. It's it's the ground, but it's also a creature. It's very confusing. I'm having fun, right? Just watching this happen. It's. Is it out of body experience? <laughs> no, it's it's great. It's anyway. It's equally as fun just listening to it unfold and develop. It is. Like you don't often hear someone search for the word sarlacc. It just doesn't happen that often. It's it's No. It's quite an experience. Really... Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. If you experience an erection lasting longer than seven hours after taking Sarlacc, please consult oh, I thought it sounded like a pill. Oh, come on! Does it? Sarlacc! Jesus. Tough crowd tonight. It, sound, it sounds like an artificial sweetener. Uh, yeah, I can see that too. Yeah. Sarlacc. Put some Sarlacc in your coffee. Yeah. Sounds like the um, make-believe monster that I think is living in underneath my bed. Sar- <laughs> <laughs> That's why he doesn't let any ladies come over. He's like, no, I care yeah. about you too much. Sar- and there's Sarlacc a monster. Munch under- on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine stay far going away? to the bar? Like, hey, uh, you want to get out of here, big guy? Sorry, Sarlacc's at home. I can't let you come over. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't think I have the strength to fight it off. I'm sorry. Your legs are so beautiful. God, Sarlacc will love those. So I mean, fleshy. I mean, like if if that's the name of your your penis, I mean that's fine. I can deal with Sarlacc. No, you don't understand. Sarlacc, Sarlacc isn't my penis. I'm used to naming it. God, I'm glad people don't name their penises anymore. Uh, back on track, anymore? Josh. You... No one did that. Yeah, it's true. No one did. Although my <laughs> my ex wife tried to get me to call mine Brock. Could you imagine a time on social media when people are like, "I think I finally named my penis." Just on social media, yeah, on Facebook no, no, or they Twitter, get like a cake like they make and a some balloons about it. Mm-hmm. Brock, the rock hard doesn't, cock. Doesn't it look like a Boris? I can see that. I can see that being the name for your penis, Boris. Ugh, if you have a penis named Boris, I don't want anything to do with that penis. <laughs> you want to touch old Boris? I'm looking for a penis that's like Leonardo. Would you like to touch, or... would you like to touch Boris? Boris no, loves I vodka don't. and anything, anything that starts with Bor, get me out of there. I'm done. Anything, like an F2? Like a Frankie? I don't want a penis named Frankie. Like Leonardo's good. Maybe like, uh, like a Siegfried or something. That sounds like a big heater. Um, Does it? 
Siegfried, you're not going to name... Have, have you ever played Soul Calibur? He's like, uh, Josh, he's going through all the books that he read in high school, and he's like, oh, who is that? Oh, uh-huh. Lord of the Flies. What was the name from that book? Oh, Tale of Two Cities. What was the name from that uh, book? The Cat of Monte Crisco? <laughs> <laughs> you call it the Cat of Monte Crisco. That's great. <laughs> Everything about that was perfect. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Uh. All right, back on track. Uh, I was asking Josh about Zelda. What, what's happening? Anymore. Am I talking about Josh, Zelda? It, you don't seem quite as infatuated as I thought, Josh. I mean, you sent us a lot of screenshots of you playing other stuff this week, but not Zelda, yet you're the Zelda guy. What's going on? Is it because it's just a remake? Well, it's because we had all the other Apple stuff to get to, so I just kind of prioritized that because there's so much to hit all of a sudden. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, more just about trying to find the way to use the very limited time I had, because um, we had. Well, that's what I mean. It's a Zelda technical game, issues last week, and so I got all of yeah. three hours not editing a podcast this week. And oh, yeah, beepers. Thanks, Obama. Mm-hmm. Um. So, how much of it did you get a chance to play? Anything worth note, or should we move on? Yeah, I beat like the first two dungeons, and uh, oh, okay, that's good. Uh, there are technical issues with it. There are, um, from what I've been reading, they had, there's an issue with the handheld mode. Um, again, something to do with kind of the screen loading, like I was mentioning before. It Mm -hmm. it doesn't automatically downscale in order to keep frame rates stable when it's loading in a new screen. So it's just, there's a bug there that, that ought to get fixed fairly fairly soon because like all their games have uh the whole the whole downscaling thing to make it run better in handheld mode uh, yeah and that one it's just just a bug in there for some reason that uh yeah that got missed weird. um nintendo never that's that's weird for nintendo it is it is that's very strange for nintendo pristine. but yeah like i started playing i'm like yeah this is this is like it's it's noticeable when you switch screens i'm like and it's not and it's not the freeze that happens in the original game because in order to make everything more seamless the you don't freeze everything and then just move over to a new screen it's like one continuous world map now um which which makes the whole thing feel faster but also because of that you like the loading issues kind of came up out of nowhere and somehow got missed um, yeah, it makes it more noticeable, actually. I think. Yeah, yeah, because like if if they just switched from one screen to the next the way the original worked, yeah, it it would never happen. Like you'd be in a in a frozen moment while it was loading, and because they tried to make it more streamlined, they just they they missed this. Like something with something with that transition just got just didn't get ironed out. But I I have to imagine that'll get fixed before too long. Um. Yeah. Did did you did you mention that it was only in handheld or whenever you dock? It, is that kind of alleviated? Because I've only been it should playing be alleviated it. because um, I mean handheld. there there is still down resing in the docked mode, but it's not there. There's a whole lot more processor speed there to uh to handle it whenever whenever it's docked, and it seems like the issue is mostly to do with the the handheld mode. Um. 
as far as the game itself goes, it plays basically the same as the original with a few streamlined button options because the original was a Game Boy game, so you had two buttons to map everything to. And mm-hmm. it, it it was kind of clunky having to go into the menu and switch items constantly because it was one of the old Game Boy games that just... there, You know, you had very limited uh, hardware to work with, very limited control schemes. Uh, and yeah. the the new control schemes help speed it up a lot because you just you don't need to go to the menu anymore. Like you, you'll have to switch items here and there, but it's not a constant thing the way it was. So that that feels really nice. Um, I saw you did that cheat code thing, of the, or well, that cheat code where you put you put the name in at the beginning of the game. Yeah, and- I was curious to see what sort of things they brought in from the original. Um, and so I tried putting in Zelda, like. If you put in Zelda in all caps when it, for your name, for your file name, it will change the the menu music. It it doesn't like it doesn't do anything beyond that. It only changes the menu music and then you can kinda, you know, erase the save and, and move on. But um there's like there's I, I don't know about this new version if there's different menu music, but like in all the different versions of the game before, there was like a different hidden menu music there, like a different version of it. Uh, depending yeah. on like if you had the Japanese, the North American, or one of the European releases, um, which which is pretty cool. But um, so yeah, I, it's I obscure, just, just but it's sort of screwing around. Yeah, it shows they kept the spirit. Of the yeah, game. yeah, yeah, they've got that. Um, you can still steal stuff from the store, although it's significantly mm-hmm. harder now than it was. It used to be mm. easier to steal stuff from the store. Um, See, Josh, I, I did not even try that because I got scarred the first time I mm. stole something from the store. And they changed your name to Thief for the yes. rest of the game. Oh, my God. That, mm-hmm. that, like, that sent me over that. I was just, I was raging so hard at my, because <laughs> I thought it was, I, I thought that it was just only a temporary thing where, like, you were called Thief. So I went on with my journey and I was just like, ah, mm-hmm. who cares? Who gives a fuck? I got 20 bombs for free. Fuck that dude. And like <laughs> later on, like everybody else is like calling me Thief. I'm like, okay, th- th- this is getting weird. Why the fuck did <laughs> they change my name? And like eventually, like I did save and like I reload the game and like get back in. I'm still called Thief. And like it's for the mm-hmm. rest of the game. And it scarred me for forever. forever. It's immoral. They were trying Once- to teach children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was very interesting that they fucking did that. Like, it, yeah, like that's why. That reminds me of a very personal thief story. So if you remind me later, and I'll save it for the private uh, VIP podcast. Um, that's thief related. So mm-hmm. just a nugget. Just remind me. Wait, you stole so the yeah, yeah. Like I, I mostly just kind of screwed around to see what had changed with my first little amount of time with it there and then yeah yeah uh, yeah the nuance yeah it's like what what has changed they added in a ton of extra collectible stuff just hidden around the world for you to to do just exploring um and i'm a lot of it feels completely completely separate from the game like it doesn't feel like something like it's it's fun but it 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 feels tacked on and part of it's cause I know what the original was, but then also it, like they'll have these hidden, they're like, like little statuettes that you can put in different 
people's houses and stuff. So you've got to find the statuette and then find where it's supposed to go. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, it kind of gives you a reason to explore the world again if you've played the game a bunch, so you don't just run through and go exactly where you need to go. So I, I appreciate yeah. that for, for, for veterans of the series. It's going to make me want to go explore the whole world again, see, see what I can find, because it's not something I can just do from memory. So that's, that, that is cool, just for, for giving me a reason to go back and, and see everything that they have done. Um, but I don't think it's all that interesting as far as what you're actually doing. It's just kind of there, just collecting stuff. Um, hmm. Okay. Um, weird. Yeah. Try to think. Okay. So maybe we'll have, yeah, I think I I need more time with it. The, the, the other thing that I really like is that it had a, an expert mode, hero mode. I think it's hero mode. I can't remember what they called it. Oh, a more challenging mode. But a hard mode mode where, um, you take double damage and no hearts drop in the game. Um, wow. So you have to go through the whole game with three hearts? No, 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 no. Like, you'll still get health containers, but no hearts oh, drop. Oh, from bosses. So, yeah, so you gotcha. don't, like, Oh, find, no hearts drop. No okay, hearts gotcha, drop. Gotcha. So, like, yeah, well, the, whatever health you have, you've got to restore it with, uh, you know, potions or, or going and buying healing stuff, which I actually like... Because that's something that I really enjoyed about Breath of the Wild was that you just don't find hearts. Like, you rarely find fairies, even. Um, healing out in the world was something that you had to think about a little bit more. And so mm-hmm. I, I actually, I, I've, I started on that mode, and I actually really like it so far as, as, far as changing the, uh, um, kind of the overall pacing of the game. Um, Is that what you're doing too, Fish? The hard mode? Ah uh, no, that sounds too difficult. And Weak. I don't do it. Weak. <laughs> I don't want to put myself through that, but yeah. Toxic I mean, masculinity. That, that Weak. Fun. That does sound fun and challenging for sure. I wonder if like, well, you can essentially go through the color dungeon and you know get the different tunics. Like, I'm curious what what would you what would you go with at that point? Would it be to have to damage? More Probably damage. the half damage. I don't know, because even yeah. at that point, you're still taking so much damage. Maybe just killing stuff faster, it's going to be better. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Come on, fish. You're ready for the challenge. You've been a Zelda fan your whole life. Yeah. Come on. Give it yourself is, some credit. It mm-hmm. it can be tough though, because like especially early on, you just don't have wiggle room. Like you start out with three hearts, and you've got to make it through the dungeon. Slow going with yeah. three hearts, um, so it's not even yeah. so much about, um, yeah, it's 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 not even just like being good at the combat, it's about kind of this just extended amount of time that you can't mess up, right? Um, yeah, which yeah, I think tough. is going to get alleviated as you go because you'll just have more hearts, and uh, I think the dungeon exploration aspect of it is kind of got it going to get eased off a little bit as you go mm-hmm. and make it more about you know some of the the bosses and stuff like that but um okay cool well let's check up on that again if you guys have some more progress with it i know you've been busy mm-hmm. um there so the apple arcade thing is interesting we can't go into all the games because number one it would just take too long and number one i don't think it'd be that interesting so i'm sure me and josh will just grab a couple Maybe let's grab like two a piece this week that are interesting to us. Um, 
I will tell you guys that one I've been showing you guys a lot that I'm pretty interested in is Overland, um, a game that is seem already seems pretty polarizing. Like it has pretty low reviews compared to even some of the bad games I've played um, on the Apple Arcade, but I think that's for a couple reasons. So I heard about this from a couple of the publications that I follow. One thing I try to do for the podcast is I try not to listen to any podcast or anything that might inform my decision about a game or subconsciously influence it until I get a chance to play it, and then the, all bets are off. I'm, I'm going to form my own opinion anyway, but I don't want any subconscious influencing. So, yeah. But I was hearing, this is the exception. This is one of those weird, obscure games that I heard about um, called Overland. And it just sounded intriguing because people were comparing it to Into the Breach, which was our game of the year last year. Um, and the comparison is because it's an isometric turn-based strategy game that takes place on different screens. And everything's randomized, just like Into the Breach. But... It's more like Fallout or The Road. It's like a post-apocalyptic game, road trip with monsters. As you go, if you just Google Overland, mm -hmm. you can see all the screen. Um, have you had a chance to try this one yet, Josh, or is it just moi? No, I played, I played it as well, at least. Okay. I'm not sure if I've played all I'm going to play with it or I'm going to go back to it, but yeah, I've, I've played it for a couple hours. So. Okay. So it's, it's pretty tough. How, far did, how many of the different sections did you get to? Um... I think I did like four or five levels, something like that. Um, you mean like four, like four or five different levels, locations, levels? Like because the UI on the game is the hardest thing I've played all year. The UI, like the game, <laughs> I have no fucking clue. It doesn't seem to be particularly hard, but the UI does mm -hmm. not work on a phone. Like it's like yeah. all the buttons are these tiny little things that are basically yeah. impossible to click on. And so you sit there like, okay, I, I want to fill like, up the, I want to fill up the, the car with gas. Let's click on the fill yeah. up button. Oh, I deselected it. Try it again. Click it. And you have to double click it to, to make sure double that you're not, mm -hmm. you know, accidentally doing something you don't want to. And like it, it's, it's unplayable on phone because the UI just doesn't work for you know being a human with fingers um yeah but if you're a human without fingers you might have a better maybe shot, a human perhaps? with a stylus i've i've been considering breaking out a stylus to <laughs> uh -huh. just attempt playing what the about, game oh i haven't thought about with that. an ipad yeah well yeah if you had an yeah. ipad if you had something that was four times the real estate in order it's, to play it's the also thing. to be fair on switch um, and and console and stuff well it, so. it is on yes this one is not I don't think it's an exclusive, but it's not. But yeah. But but it's it is it is the the Apple Arcade is phone and iPad with the plan of before too long coming to Mac as well. So these will be PC games mm. as well. And I'm curious to play it with a mouse so I'm not yeah. just whiffing constantly yeah. because I had such a hard time even telling what the game was about because I couldn't do anything. Like I'd mm -hmm. select something and deselect it for five minutes, just trying, trying to click these tiny little buttons. And like, I'd, I, I, I've got big hands, but like they're, you know, pianist fingers. Like I, it's not like I've got these big sausages I'm trying to play a game with, mm, but like, sausages. it's just, 
oh my god, this UI is the hardest <laughs> thing I've played all year, trying to play this game on it, a phone. It is pretty tough, So yeah. If you watch the videos I got up on the Patreon VIP, you'll see me struggle with that. Like, tiny things, mm-hmm. like sticks. I think I spent five minutes the other day trying to pick up a health pack or something. Mm. I don't know. It's confused. Well, it's extra tricky because the game doesn't really... It's the One of the cool things about the game is also kind of frustrating in that it doesn't tell you anything, so you just start the game, and it tells you absolutely nothing. And there's yeah. so many subtle things yeah. about the game that are... Yeah, I actually like that because there's not... The, the, there's, I like the UI that's not there. Um, for example, you don't see this big glowing, you know, exclamation mark or something over, over a car, like come, come examine this, search this car, search this, this, you know, dumpster or something. It's just a dumpster. And you think to yourself, I I bet there's stuff in there. And if you go over there to it, you'll get a prompt to be able to interact with it. Um, and the same thing with like items you'll see on the ground, like, like you're saying sticks or boards or like you'll find a like bottle. oh what is that i um, you won't know until you click on yeah, it yeah yeah so if out. you're curious about something you go you go check it out and i actually really like that <laughs> it's just because some of it is so small like it was just it was hard to actually interact with on a phone so no, it is yeah it is like I, I guess that's good to hear that it wasn't just me i thought maybe i was just bad and my phone isn't super small either it's like yeah good size yeah it's yeah. just they hadn't worked all that out that's probably why the reviews for the game have been so. I think so. Up I think so because be. so that was really frustrating for me. Like if I weren't interested in what the game was doing besides that, I would have given up earlier than I did. But like it was, I this is one that I'm really curious to see on PC once it you know like on when, once once they have the the Mac version of the Apple Arcade. I'm I'm curious to see oh, how the yeah, game yeah. is. Um, is it on, it's probably on Steam though, right? Right I now, I think so. I need I need to look, but but either way, I think. Well, and to be fair, you can play Apple Arcade games with a controller if you want to go through that process. Mm. You can actually. You, no, I'm serious. You can yeah, hook up your just, controllers don't really fit in your pocket the way a phone does. So well, yeah, I know, but there's there's some people I've talked to, um, some patrons that have told me that they play it through iPad and stuff, and they just set it up. And they'll use like an Xbox controller because you literally mm-hmm. just connect it like a Bluetooth. Yeah. And uh, it's for me, you're right. It's not super convenient because I'm looking at a tiny phone and then using my controller. It's kind of goofy, <laughs> uh, but interesting. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I, the the idea of this game is really interesting to me. Like I'll give you an example. There, because the game doesn't tell you what to do. When I first started the game, I literally died like three or four times because I did not know what the game wanted from me. It didn't tell me mm-hmm. to search anything for gas it didn't tell me to leave it didn't i saw this guy and i thought i was supposed to save him so i kept trying to get to him i was pushing and pulling items on the ground to get to him and and he kept dying and i was like i don't get this fucking game what is going on but that's that's sort of the appeal is that like there's so many weird things like for example i ran into a person last night with a full car it's the first time i run into a survivor with a full car mm-hmm. um i was nice josh with that <laughs> He's pouring more. And so one of the things you do in this game is you pick up survivors. And the more people you have, of course, it's going to increase your chances of survival. You can even pick up dogs, which is pretty amazing. Um, And the dogs have... It's all randomized. So last night I picked up a dog that actually was very aggressive. And he killed this giant monster in one bite. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I was like, what the hell? This dog killed this monster in one bite? It's But it was all randomized. He just happened to be a strong, mm-hmm. strong puppy. But... um. I ran into a survivor with the full party, 
and I didn't realize it because I'm trying to I'm trying to invite him on my team and it's not giving me that option. It's like attack, and I'm like, what attack? I would never attack. <gasps> oh no, I could attack this person because I don't have room in my party, right? And I was like, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not a monster. And then I clicked on them and I noticed that they had a gas tank with five gallons of gas, which is a lot of gas. Mm-hmm. And I literally looked at my car with one gallon of gas. And I said, fuck, now I got to kill this person and take their gas. <laughs> and I actually, it, it made me feel like a monster because I didn't want to do it. But like five gallons of gas in this game is a lot. Mm-hmm. And I had a full party anyway. So I pulled my dog out and I basically killed this lady with my dog that took her gas. And I'm not going to tell you what happened next because it was pretty morbid. I'll put it on the Patreon VIP page because I was recording it. Uh, but like the way that sequence played out was very... All these little stories are happening in the game based on your interactions and the randomization, almost even more so than Into the Breach. But it's very, very brutal and frustrating and difficult um, to play on the iPad, like Josh is saying. And it's stark. And the art style, I think, is mostly really, really nice and interesting. It's a little bland, like a little coffee shop, um, if you will, but... It's, it's got that slickness to it, kind of plain textures, yeah. but like the shading and the coloring is really nice. Um, like a lot of the areas you're pulling, it keeps track of the time of day. So like a lot of the areas I'm on this road trip and it's like morning, sunrise, all that stuff looks really nice. There's so much in this game you can learn and experiment and you it won't tell you how to do it. You've just got to try. Yeah. And in that process of trying, you will probably die a lot. At least I did. So... That's going to frustrate a lot of people, but for me, that's been the one I'm most intrigued to. I've been fighting the bad controls because I just think it's really interesting um, and exhausting and unique. So if that sounds interesting, I think it's definitely worth checking out. Like Josh was saying, it doesn't play well on the phone, but you can do it. It is possible. It'll just irritate you. Yeah. I might get um, back to you about the stylus thing. And, and also, if you've got small hands, it might not that. even be an issue for you, but... Yeah, fish yeah. would be fine. He has dainty, beautiful little fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, On the end of those guns. Yeah. <laughs> those guns got little. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm so that's the one that has me the most intrigued, but I'm with you. It's the, ironically controls the, the worst and is not yeah. exclusive to Apple Arcade. Um, yet I'm the most yeah, drawn if you have, to if that If you one. have the option to play that without trying to use your, you know, fingers on a phone screen I, I would go that route first it's just expensive though i mean it's like 25 dollars, and like i'm playing on apple right now for free right and maybe five dollars a month like the 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 deal is a good deal if you're into it it's just ugh, expensive mm-hmm. it's hard for me to recommend that like i really would love for shay and fish to try it out eventually but i can't recommend them draw 25 dollars. that's a lot of money right now i i wouldn't um, recommend that until i actually played it with better controls because that's well, that's kind of the hang up me, right now so it's hard for me to understand that the, hard for me to think the mouse wouldn't be able to get it right well yeah mm-hmm. exactly like there's there's no way that would be an issue so like that would probably fix an awful yeah. lot but i've not played an awful lot because so much of it has been so much of my time with the game has been fighting the controls uh so yeah i'm just continuing to fight them uh let's grab one more what's another one josh this week on the apple arcade docket for you i've got tons of them so we can well i know i just didn't want to do all of them on one show i thought we'd spread them out a little yeah let's see unless you want to do quick hitters i don't know how you want to do this 
Um, Otherwise, it'll be three hours of Apple Arcade. <laughs> which is fine, because those are all different games. Um, probably either Grindstone or What the Golf, I think, are probably the next two. Probably, oh, those, those are probably yeah, the two biggest two. ones. Okay. So, as far as anything worth playing on there. Uh, those are your big ones, huh? Okay. Yeah. People seem to be digging that golf game. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is offensive to me as a real golfer. But is Josh it? can tell us. As a real golfer? <laughs> I'm a real golfer, Josh. Mm. I'm not actually offended. I, don't, I just think it's funny that. It's a weird game. It's, how would you explain it, Josh? Um, it is a comedy game that uses the golfing gameplay mechanic that is basically the same gameplay mechanic. Well, it's not even exactly identical because it's not like the timing based golfing, it's more of a, like a, a drag back. The, uh, it's the Angry cor- Birds. Kind yeah, it's of. more, it's more like that. Like drag back the yeah. correct amount and, and aim, sort of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's 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 a comedy game. Like the first several levels are just ostensibly normal golfing, but something goes wrong at every time. Like you, you know, do your first level or so, and you you're aiming at the flag. All these are like you know, not that far. It's not like you're going forever away. You're aiming right at the flag and then it moves. Like it, it just, it moves away from you. The flag runs away. Um, or like you'll, you'll, you'll swing and get ready to, you know, get ready to shoot. And the golfer flies instead of the golf ball. Um, weird shit yeah it's just or there's eight thousand golf clubs on the ground and when you go to move them you realize they are the ball yeah and you're all pulling of them. back eight th- yeah yeah and it's just it's just bizarre it's, it's like it's like yeah, the complete randomness weird. that you get in something like warioware but in a i in was a gonna say that warioware golfing yeah, yeah it's yeah. just you'll you'll get some new completely random thing for you know 20 seconds yeah 20 seconds some of some of the longer ones are like up to a minute just depending on the level like as you go but like this just little mm-hmm. bite size joke really that you're playing your way through um like some of the stuff yeah. that i was sending to you guys was like they they have whole worlds that are just different riffs on other games like they have uh there's like a mario world and a super meat boy mm-hmm. world and a and, i saw and, the meat boy and, one, yeah, yeah. And, a, and a super there hot, was a super and hot a, one too yeah, and a yeah. portal one it's it's just just a bunch of random stuff like that um and it's just been it's it's the timing on it is what's so great because in a game you're used to getting ready you know like making this plan and doing it and the way the mechanics of this game is that you're you're aiming really careful, you're getting ready to do something, and then you let go and see what the shot does. And right as that happens, you don't know, like, the first time you, you encounter some of these new levels, you don't know what's going to happen. So you just, you're yeah. making a plan, and then a joke hits you. And it's just, the way that interaction works, is just, it's, it's great. Like, it's, you are the timing, but it, it works every time because of that. Because you have... Like, that's, like, the subversion of what you are planning is done right as you think you know how this is going to go. And it's just, it's really, it's really well done. Hmm. So. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, 
glad you're enjoying it. I don't dislike it. It's just not really for me. But only because the like the confines of what make it a game are pretty limited. If you if you go back to the holes, um, you can actually there are some extra challenges you can do like. Uh, like some of them have an actual par. No matter how weird the challenge is, even if it's a, a goo ball and the physics have you going to a pin that's upside down under four mountains mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck it is, it, it'll still have a par and you could spend 10 to 15 minutes trying to get some of those tough ones if you want. And that stuff is all right because, but uh, yeah, like you said, it's very warrior wary. It's very random. Like if you were to just play it without going back into those challenges, it, to me, it feels more like a kind of a, a gimmicky, laughy kind of phone game, but I get it. I mean, I, I mean, if you're digging it, you're digging it. I don't dislike it. It's just, I, I guess I want a little more parameters, a little more like rules and consistency to it because it, cause then it doesn't feel like a sport either. It just feels like a goof. Like they're just goofing me. Uh, and I think that's the point to some degree. Yeah. But yeah, I d- maybe that's I don't know why that unsettles me. Maybe it's because I just love golf so much that I feel slightly <laughs> taken back. I went to download. How dare it you was- mock golf? How dare you? <laughs> I, I went to download it. It was like this is the best golf game if you hate golf, and I'm like, hey, I love golf. <laughs> You're triggering me. <laughs> so maybe that's it. It's golf for people that hate golf. Mm-hmm. I don't hate golf. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of hitting a some not. No, not really. Like, I was going to say it's kind of in the same vein as Golf Story, but even that is more like trying to do an RPG, but with golf mechanics. And even that one, there's a whole lot more golf mechanics. Like, the golfing is hard in that game, which is, like, it's it's good. Like, the golf mechanics in that game are great. That's that's one that I still... I've not heard enough people talking about that, which is probably because nobody cares about golf games, but Golf Story is a a, a great little game on, on the Switch there. So, yeah, it's and there's enough golf games on the phone. I don't need any more, honestly. There are mm-hmm. great. There's a Hot Shots golf game on the phone. It's not like I, there's a need for that necessarily. So I don't really know what I want. I just like the the kind of jokey little games are not necessarily my thing. But uh, I get the appeal. People seem to really dig that one. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the I played a little bit of that. Uh, that weird Tetrisy barbarian thing that you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah, grindstone. Um, yeah, grindstone. I don't think I quite grasp it all yet. I've only played it for like half an hour, but it's a little weird. Like at first, it felt like you know a Tetris game with little creatures, and you would you know line up. If they're connecting, you could attack them, and then that's where your character would end up at. So it's like a trail of creatures, basically. To, yeah. to just explain this to people. It is um, oddly enough, this kind of. There are a lot of these puzzles in Link's Awakening, but it is essentially a pathing puzzle. Um, yes. Because yeah. you have, I mean, it looks like a, the same sort of screen you'd see in Bejeweled or, or anything like that. Like, oh, there are all these different colors of things, yep. but instead of trying to line up three or whatever it is you're doing with all these, you're not manipulating the monsters. You're just deciding your pathing to fight them, and you can fight... Yeah a single color and like there there are there are ways to to move from one color to another but for like the the main mechanic is you can kill a single color of enemies so you have to figure your way to path around here so you don't like cut yourself off and be able to and and you know like cut your chain short and stuff um which i like like i was saying before there were a lot of puzzles like this in Link's Awakening where you'd have to step on every floor tile once as you make your way across this room. Um, yeah. 
And it's not really a puzzle you've well, seen an awful lot. Like no. it kind of, it, it came no, and went. Yeah. It wasn't, it just, it never stuck around. And this is kind of reviving that, but in a game that's just that. It's just it figure seems like out it gets, this crazy pathing thing so you can fight these monsters. Uh, seems like it gets crazier too, because mm-hmm. like now there's enemies. And if I, if the end of my path, no matter how good it was, ends me near a creature, when they fall, they attack you and I have HP now. There's yep. like RPG elements to it. It's starting to get a bit complex. Um, yeah. And the art style is sort of like, I don't know, it reminds me of like a Viking Cartoon Network kind of a, a look to it. It's not bad, but it's, it, at least it has a look. Like the thing with mo- mobile games, it's tough. Like, I think most people look at phone games and they go, yeah, this game looks like a phone game. And it's kind of a turnoff, right? And it's not bad. I don't feel that way about this game, but there's definitely a look to phone games, right? And it's kind of hard for them to distinguish themselves, I think, sometimes. Um, but I liked what I played. It just started to get a little complex on me and I wasn't ready for it because I, I jumped into it for a little bit and I was like, oh shit, I haven't really, I don't have a full grasp of how it's working yet. But have you played a lot of it? Uh, yeah, I beat the first, like, kind of map region, which was like 15 levels or something like that, and then I played a, a little bit since then, and they okay. do start adding more and more complex stuff as you go. Um, like, the first couple levels, you have, like, three different colors of enemies, and as you go, like, basically every floor I've seen on the second one has had four colors, at least, so you have to plan oh, your okay. route ahead way more carefully because you can't just you know um if you're if you're not thinking about it you'll just end up with a board that's completely random there's nothing you can do on it um so you have to start planning ahead what enemies are going to go where as you as you fight um and uh yeah like you get like you were mentioning the enemies you'll start getting stronger enemies that require you to have more attack power and this this is something that doesn't really come up at the beginning kind of where you were but uh, yeah but as you attack enemies your attack power will go up and up and up until you attack one of these like boss enemies they're like they're not bosses but you know it's just it spends those points like so if you have a chain so if you have like an enemy that has like a 10 on it you have to have a chain of 10 to build up your attack power until you hit this guy and it will reset well, it won't yeah, reset, but it will use math. up that much attack power to kill it, and then you could continue okay. your chain on and, and go Good from God. there. Good God! So, uh, you just broke my brain. Mm-hmm. I can't do all that math, Josh. Yeah, too much math. Yeah, I've I've really been enjoying it because that those 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 pathing puzzles were some of my favorite puzzles in Link's Awakening, and it's just not a thing you see anymore. Yeah. It's just the puzzle that- died off, and this is kind of it again. That's that's my trifecta, Josh, for games that... And technically, this game would meet it if I like it. I don't even know if I like it yet. But my trifecta for games on a phone is very simple. Is it unique to playing on the phone as, a, as the system? Does it play well? And does it have a nice look to it, right? So, for example, Overland would meet two of those three. It's unique to something that you could play on the phone well enough. And it looks it has a nice style. But it doesn't play well, unfortunately, as we discovered. And there's things like the Frogger game that I'm not really going to talk about too much, but I was playing that new Frogger and I was kind of digging it at first, but then it just, um, it's called like Frogger in Toy Town. And it's got a cute idea. You're basically Frogger, but you're in a home and there's like little toys you're bouncing around and like toddlers and stuff like that. It's got a cute, distinctive look to it. Mm -hmm. It plays, like, it feels like it plays right on the phone, but as you get farther into the game, 
the swiping up and down and the movement and everything just doesn't feel precise enough to me um, for what they want to actually make that game fun. And that, that's tough. I think the problem I have with a lot of games I try on phone is that they want precision. Um, they want precision on a sliding and tapping on a phone scale that just doesn't work well. Yeah. And it's unfortunate when you find that, because even like Frogger at first feels great until later on they want you to do all this really precise jumping and moving and spinning and, mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah the phone is just isn't good for that it's just not but you could probably you could play that with They're, a controller and it might be a, a better experience i mean that's the thing though because like a lot of these is just it's you have to program it to be good on a phone is is kind of the issue like there are a lot of games where the phone version is just the phone version like they specifically tweak it in order to work that way like grindstone does that as, as far as the whole not getting yourself into trouble like you you make out your whole path do whatever you want and then the confirm button is way on the other corner of the screen so you're not gonna like accidentally get yourself into trouble um yeah and it's like you 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 have to think that like phone games have to be planned around people inputting something incorrectly like it just yes you you have to you have to allow for that um, Most of the games, like you're saying, Josh, like the uh, Grindstone or games like Overland, if it was actually like mm-hmm. easier to touch, yeah, those games work well. You're just touching points, um, moving things around. Like you can yep. build gameplay around that simple idea. Runners, the reason runners are so popular is because it doesn't take a lot. Like I was playing Way of the Turtle, and I was having a good time with it, and no- nothing crazy. I love turtles, but eventually it started to get too intense. Like though, you had to like turn direction by swiping left and right, hold st- holding the left part of the screen to stop completing. And I was just like, this would be easy as fuck with a controller, but on a phone, I'm not having fun. I'm getting angry. Yeah. So. This Apple Arcade thing, I don't care that, I mean, let me phrase this. It's cool that these all work with a controller. There is value there. But I'm looking for the real value of this Apple Arcade or the games that play well on a phone. Because I yeah. think that's really the purpose, right? I think so. Because, I mean, the, the, the big draw here is that you're not going to be playing a bunch of gotcha games that are trying to steal all your yes. money. Like, it's, yes. it's, a, it's $5 a month, so it's, you're paying for it, but it's not something that will bankrupt you. Like you're, It's curated content. Yeah, you're able to get to some- phone games that are, for the most part, good phone games with, a, you know, a couple, mm-hmm. couple issues here and there. But again, I mean, like, even if they're not good, they're not dirty. Usually. Yes. They're there's, not slimy. There's not, yeah, exactly. None of them are slimy, like you're saying. So, like, yeah. And, and a lot even of them the ones are that are bad don't feel that good, slimy. Good, yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And some of them actually seem like cool ideas. I just, I'm just like, this doesn't play well on the phone, so I can't mm-hmm. get down with it. The last one I'll say, and then next week me and Josh will find out maybe a way we can bunch the rest together because I don't want to bore Shay and Fish to death, but I'll say this. Um, the last one, this is my sleeper. If anyone's out there, you're going to laugh at me. It's called Fledging, Fledgling Heroes, okay? Now, I know, Josh, you're probably going to think this game is not good, but hear me out. It is like Flappy Bird, but I know there's been a lot of Flappy Bird ripoffs, okay? It's nothing original there. But there's a lot more to it, okay? So it's got a really cute, distinctive art style for a phone game. The music is not so great. Uh, it's kind of forgettable. It kind of reminds me of this show called um, Puff and Rock that my daughter watched on Netflix, where I feel like I'm just on Prozac 24-7 and there's puffins everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, they, And they don't require you, if you're OCD like me, 
you don't have to get every coin in every level. It's a very simple tap the screen to fly, but there's all these interesting mechanics. If you hold it, you can glide, you can bounce on the ground, which is really weird as a bird. But here's the kicker, Josh. I was playing it last night and I recorded this for the private Instagram page, patreon.com slash swordchomp if you want to sign up. And after I finished recording it, I got to this second part where I started controlling a little seal. And he controlled completely different than the bird, but it was very simple to control. And I was like, oh my God, there's going to be all these creatures I can play. What if there's like a little baby shark or an octopus? I don't even know, but they all play differently. And, and the format is sort of like Mario, like, you know, you move around a world map and they have different goals, like bounce off this enemy's head twice, uh, find these treasure chests. It's, it's, it seems like they're keeping up. I am telling you, this game, I think could be a sleeper. It's not the best thing in the world. I'm not trying to overhype it, but I started it as a joke, and then by the end, I was like, okay, this is kind of cute. And then when I started unlocking the other creatures to play with, I was like, wow, they actually took the time to create this game for different animals. So I'm going to stick with it. It's called Fledgling Heroes if you're on. And here's the most important thing. It plays really well on the phone. Now, that's not a surprise because all the Flappy Bird ripoffs, I mean, who hasn't played Flappy Bird back in the day, right? It's that same idea, but they're, you know. Yeah, it was kind of on the tail end of the one-button game movement. Yes, yes. Oddly, one of the more popular ones and one of the worst ones, but yeah. It sounds like this is kind of taking that idea and doing something interesting with it again, so that's... It's, it's, yes, it's whimsical, and I was more impressed than a lot of the games I'd played on there, and the thing with Flappy Bird, Josh, is I think it became a thing because it was impossible. It became a thing because it was really fucking hard. Yeah, it was yeah, exactly. It was kind of the phone's version of a lot of those old, you know, impossible browser games. Um, yes. That became the thing. If you could get like anywhere in that game, it was like Yeah. Impo- <laughs> it was a play- yeah, yeah. So there's nothing weird about this game like that, but if you're out there and you're yeah, whatever on the arcade, try Fledgling Heroes and then shoot me a message tell me if if it's not kind of adorable and surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. And I got some let's plays up. Also, I learned that um, I can't tell the difference between a toucan or a macaw, so it was a nice <laughs> biology lesson for uh, me. <laughs> uh, but a macaw, hey, macaws are cute, and even the story in the game is very minimal and actually really cute from for an art direction standpoint. So for whatever reason, that's been a shining gem to me. That in Overland. Now let's talk about it next week, Josh. Let's see if we can find a better way to bunch this stuff together. I know we both have more. Let's talk about Apple Arcade. It's a really interesting thing, and maybe we can give our thoughts on Apple Arcade as a whole when we spend some more time with it mm-hmm. uh, as well, because um, we've played a lot. So that's your Apple Arcade bite the week. Uh, now, let's just talk about Borderlands right now with the poll. As we segue into the polls, every Monday you can vote at Swordchomp on Instagram. The polls, we talk about them on the show to round out the podcast in a funny and entertaining way. And uh, we also want to talk a little more Borderlands. So the first poll of the week, I asked the audience, me and Shay had this theory privately. We were talking about whether we thought more of the mainstream audience would consider Borderlands 3 as like a game of the year candidate. And that's not sort of like, oh, mainstream audience, they're uh, dumb. Uh, they think. It was just like testing the water to see if maybe, you know, this is a more casual person's game of the year. Um, but 70% of our audience said no. This is not Game of the Year material, and that's before Pokemon Doom and Death Stranding have even dropped. So it seems like, and I got a lot of messages from people who thought it was laughable that I even brought it up. So I'm like, I'm sorry, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> just, just testing the water, poking the bear, mm. you know. In the micro. Um, but Fish is our border, or Fish, God, I'm so sorry, Fish. Uh, Shay is our Borderlands apologist, which is weird. I can't believe those words are coming out of our mouth. 
He's still playing it for some reason. Put that uh, lube no, away. Are. I'm just kidding. Put that. <laughs> put that. Put that astral glide away. <laughs> Unless you got enough for everybody. Um, Shay, you want to talk a little bit more about Borderlands? Uh, yeah, the floor well, is open. Well, first, I mean, you didn't say it was a candidate. You said current game of the year. You didn't say a candidate for game of the year. So I think that's going to skew the poll a little bit within the way you're framing that. Like, if you said if, if it is up for candidacy of being game of the year, I think we would have seen a greater number of people agreeing with that, but saying it's current game of the year. Well, well, let's break that down a little bit. That's interesting, Shay. What do you, when you say a candidate for game of the year, what does that mean to you? I mean, it's in the top five top five of the year. It could be game of the year. Well, no, let's hold on. I know Josh is laughing, but let's, let's be honest. For some people, candidate for game of the year or in the running for game of the year could mean top two. For, we do a top five. A lot of places do a top ten. They would say these are all candidates for game of the year. It's a broad category. I don't... Do you believe that this would be in a lot of people's top five? Let me just ask you that. I, I mean, I, I don't really think it needs to be a specific number. I'm just saying that specifically that it's available to be considered for being game of the year. I mean, like... Well, everything's available for being considered. I don't even know what you're trying to say right now. What are you trying to say? Um, what I'm trying to say is I don't think that a lot of people would put this in their top three. You just asked about top five. What, what, what is going I'm on? Just I, well, I'm trying to narrow it down this for you because I asked you about top five right now. I asked you about top five and you looked at me like I was on drugs. No. So I, I tried I'm, to narrow it down for you. Uh, this is, this is fucking awkward. No, like the, the whole point, the whole point of this was like us talking about basically, I was saying it would be considered by some people to be up there for game of the year. Not necessarily it is their game of the year, but it's going to be in contention. Like some people are going to have it on their list. Like when they're looking at their list at the end of the year, they're going to be like, Oh yeah, borderlands three did come out. It was a really good game. It's going to be circling in that conversation. Am I going to think it's the top two or the top three or the top five or the top 10 or the top 20? I don't know. I don't care. Like you just said, everybody's different and has their own list. I'm just saying when people are sitting down to make their end of the year game of the year list, it's going to be up there in that conversation is okay. all I was saying. Okay. This is what happened. I'll clear the air right here and then we can stomp this for good. We did a poll on our uh, patron VIP page and we asked our VIP patrons. Um, exclusively what their games of the year were. And weirdly enough, of all the people that responded, I only got three answers, okay? Now, this is just so far. And I, we haven't talked about this publicly on the show, so I guess this is a good jump start. I only got three answers from everyone in our patron VIP that responded, believe it or not. I grouped them all together. The three answers were this. Resident Evil 2. Control. Josh, don't scoff at that. Come on! It didn't come out this year. came out in the 90s. Oh, good. Um, the Resident Evil 2 remake, Control, don't mind, and Fire Emblem. Those were the only games that people responded back um, at all, period. There was one that had a tie with Astral Chain. But um, other than that, and we had a, I had a good amount of votes coming back for doubles and duplicates and all those. So that's, and then I talked to Shay about it, and he was like, I think Borderlands 3 will also come back as people's game of the year. It's going to be on there as well. And so will Outer Worlds. And I said, I think well, so. I didn't get any patron votes. So, so I was, I was under the impression that there was, you thought maybe that there was people that were going to be fighting for game of the year for Borderlands. I, th- I do think, I do think some people are going to have it on their 
game of the year list, to be honest with you. But I, I mean, that's, that's such a blanketed statement. I'm sure there are people that are going to have ape out as their game of the year. I'm sure there are going to be people that have, um, what's another game that came out this year? Uh, the links awakening. They're going to have that as their game of the year. Like they're, it's kind of a blanket statement but shitting all over my face here i was just trying to give you a nice way to talk about borderlands 3 all right well let's talk about borderlands 3 um let's move on anyways so one of the you hate my poll and you hate me i i hate i hate everything (laughs) no i i was curious how far you guys have gotten really because i've noticed as i've gotten towards the end of the game now the story has really gotten interesting it's picked up the bosses have gotten incredibly cool. So I was just kind of curious where you guys have kind of gotten to because, I mean, I'm I'm towards the end now. I'm almost finished with the game. And yeah. I've, really, I've really enjoyed it. Like, the further I've gotten into the game, the more I've enjoyed it. Me and Fisher on Eden 6. Same. Oh, wow, okay. So you guys are all kind of in the same area then. Hmm. How how far is Eden 6? I'm like level 22. How far am I from the end of the story? I mean, you're you're in the back half. Am I? Okay. You're okay, in the back good. half at this point. What level are you, Shay? I think I'm level 30 now. Okay, okay. So about maybe five or six more hours to go. Ah, uh, maybe. So, dude, you said it was a short game. This is a long fucking game. I feel like me and Fish have been playing this since... You know, Christ was in a manger, and this game still isn't. <laughs> this game still isn't over. Well, I the thing is, the game is like the campaign's about a twenty-hour campaign, without any side missions whatsoever, without any kind of like dying, anything like that. Just from start to finish, the campaign is about twenty hours. Now, if you're looting a bunch, if you're fussing around in your inventory, if you're dying to things, if you're playing with people and goofing off. Of course, that's going to increase the amount of time that the game takes to finish. I'm sure I'm further than um, you and Fish. A, I've been putting a little bit more time into it, obviously. But B is because um, the, the game's kind of, a, in a way, a little bit easier for me because I'm not playing with you guys. Like, the enemies yeah. are more difficult. <laughs> you like it don't have to carry up. them. Well, no, he said he doesn't have to wait for us to play. Like I can't play because Fish keeps spurting me, and it's not Fish's fault. But every time Fish drops one of our sessions, I go a week without playing Borderlands. And then I—that's not true. I cry. I've been playing a solo campaign, but I've been playing Flack on my second profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I—it's—it's it's, it, the mileage will vary. I mean, like each person is yeah. going to, um, it's going to take each person a different amount of time. But I will say, I hope you guys stick with it because the bosses uh, in the back half of the game and in the, like the last few chapters get really freaking cool. Like I, um, I was talking with you guys about the Grave Ward boss. I can't wait for you guys to get to that boss. I don't want to say anything about okay. it, but it's a super cool boss. It was at that point. It was like, all right, now I like. There's no way I'm not finishing this game. When I got to that boss, I was like, I, I got to finish this game now. Now I want to finish it. Yeah, again, I think there's an amazing 15-hour game buried in a so-so 25-hour game, but <laughs> I'm going to die on that. I hear the I hear the end game is actually You're really die good on that for people hill, I trust. That, that hill that keeps getting smaller as you find out more about the hill. I'm going to die on the border of the land. Mm. Um, I 
I, uh, I'm glad I you found stopped from... at your own joke. I'm glad you stopped <laughs> at your own shit joke. I, I found out from a trusted source that the end of the game gets really interesting. Like, you can do side quests in Mayhem mode, which is like their version of Diablo's level scaling. Um, so you can increase the difficulty to get better loot. There's a bunch of different kind of things available, options and stuff at the end of the game. So yeah. I actually hear the end game, as far as like a loot game goes, is actually really cool. But that's just kind of scary because I've already played it. For its... But here's the thing. Borderlands is lucky. It came at a good time. I'm caught up more than you guys are, so it's not stressful what? for me. I mean, I played... It came out the busiest what? time of the year. The, there's nothing in October that anyone's wanting to play right Luigi's now. Luigi's Mansion 3. And when does that come out? October 31st. Outer Worlds, that uh, comes out October 25th. Okay, so that's an entire month away. That's my point. Like, from middle of September till middle of October, end of October, it's mostly dead. As far as Triple mm, Awakening came out, which not well, Fish has kind of played and Josh has kind of played. The Sojourn yeah, came out at yeah. the end of yeah. September, Again, which none of us have played. It's not moving the needle. Uh, my dick needle. It's not moving. Your dick needle. Yeah. Look, that's my opinion. I'm dying on it. I'm just saying that I think for them it came out at a good time because it's kind of quiet and November is going to be crazy. The end of October has some action, but this is a long game. I just feel like the timing was good. That's all I'm saying. I, I think it's I think it was better that it came out at the end of September, yeah. Or towards the end of September. Well, no, it actually didn't even come middle, out. Yeah, middle. No, sorry. Middle of middle. September, yeah. Yeah. If it had came if it had came out at the end of September, I think that would have probably been a better time, but it is what it is. I mean Well, it, here's the fucked up thing. This what? is the only game all year that I think all of us have played. And are still playing, and it's not even that amazing. It's Katana a look. I, I like the. Okay, that's true. That's true. Um, you found a Fire Emblem. Have you really been playing Fire Emblem? Or yeah, you I've been playing a little, not a lot, but um, uh, as soon as I finish Borderlands, Fire Emblem's next. So, anyways, uh, yes, I I like the game. I was just I well, just because I hate the performance doesn't mean I hate the game. I know what I should have said, Shay. I should have said this would have been a game of the year in 2010. Because the game, the worst thing about it is it just feels old. <laughs> it's not bad. It just feels like it fell out of a time warp, you know? Eh, I, I guess we're going to have to just agree to disagree there. That would have been Oh, f- so you don't think it feels dated? No. Not completely. In dated some, in mean some bad. aspects, sure. Does it mean bad? I mean, I know... A lot of times there's a negative connotation there. I'm just saying it's pretty by the book. That doesn't mean it's dated. Well, you know, but the structure reminds me a lot of a open world game that would have been released, you know, six or seven, ten years ago. Yeah, like Red Dead. No, you did not say that. You know what, Josh? I will allow, I will respect all opinions you have for Red Dead once you finish it on PC here shortly. (laughs) Not buying that piece of shit again. Oh, hey, we need to edit that out. Just the whole opinion, not the bad word. Just the whole opinion. Let's edit it out. Um. Anyways, it's man. We're I don't know why we're already arguing about this. Why do why are we arguing about border? Why is Josh defending Borderlands? What the fuck is happening? I'm not as much defending that as just shitting on Red Dead. Any yeah. opportunity I get. Well, I was talking about Borderlands, you know, making all these faces. <laughs> just making all these strange faces. Just your points were not, 
incredibly coherent. They're all great. If you think my points are great, please email me at Swordchomp on Instagram. Tell everyone else to suck it. Um, no, I, I'm going to stick with it. We're not quitting. <laughs> we're not quitters, Shay. Why do you think we're going to quit? No, I'm just, I just hope that you guys get to the Grave Ward boss. I'm really excited for you guys to get there. Um, it's a super fun boss. And yeah, I, I just, I'm excited for you guys to get a little bit further in the game. For sure. Like, there's some really, really good bosses. And I I am really excited for the, in, the end game content where you can get more legendaries. Like, obviously, that's one of the big draws of the game. And I got this legendary this week. Um, I sent you guys a picture. It was a grenade mod, and it was called It's Piss. That's the name of the grenade mod. It's legendary. And when you throw the grenade, it explodes, and then it gets what looks like piss on your enemies. And it makes them really susceptible to bullets. Oh God! It's I'm awesome. not playing this game anymore. We have piss jokes now. What's going on? Hmm. That's the line. That's the that's. I'm just, I'm just trying to get Shay riled up deep down. He's like, Ugh. no, no, no. I no, love no, Borderlands no, no. and all their pee I'm jokes and all their a, fart jokes. Holding back a second piss joke. I've already made one this podcast. <laughs> I've hit the quota. Uh, I don't hate the Borderlands humor. It doesn't, you know. I don't love it either, but it's just fine. It's whatever. It's okay. It just made me laugh. It, like, mm-hmm. I was like, why are they calling it It's Piss? And then when I threw my first grenade and there's an enemy coated in what looked like urine, I was like, mm-hmm. fair enough. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I will say that if you play the game, like, I've been doing all the side quests and stuff on my side character, and it gives the world a lot more of a cohesion. Me and Fish are just running right through it. And, and that's what I'm like, doing too. I, yeah. It's got a fairly yeah. good pacing to do the side quests in this one, where you get like one or two a, a world. Um, yeah, they they were just front loaded in the other ones, where like if you were doing side quests as you went, you, you'd just get sidetracked so completely that you had nev- you'd have no idea what the main story was by the time you got back to it. Um, That's so yeah, interesting. I'm, yeah, I, That's I think interesting. it's interesting. I felt the, I felt the opposite. I felt the opposite. Like when we were first, when the three of us first played on stream, it seemed like all we were doing was side missions. Like That's because you were guiding the fucking tour. Well, I was like, I was finding, <laughs> you were like, running us around like, doing every goddamn every exclamation mark, and then I was like, oh, we got to do that. Oh, we got to do that. And it felt like we were doing nothing yeah. but side missions. Hmm. So that's yeah, why I that's actually quit doing them. I never do that in the game. I always do side missions but i was like was i gotta very, yeah. i gotta finish this game it's end of the year we got all these other games we gotta play so you know if the you gotta finish a game it does have a lot more than finish. basically everything else it does yeah. i don't know it why does. part of me thinks it's because people are gonna start it and give up and developers have just you know decided to let it just be how people play games or whatever it's yeah. like okay we'll just Though there's a lot more to do here in this first zone. Um, yeah, I just I felt like it, it was a little bit front loaded, but I mean, at the same time, I do get what you're saying. When you get into the other worlds, it doesn't feel like you're getting as many side quests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but they are, you know, like I said, this say something nice about. Well, the the interesting thing about, um, sorry, I'm waiting for Shay to adjust himself because I'm trying to fight with him here. Uh, it's this is the best way I would sum it up. Last night, me and Fish had this experience where we were we went through this prison and it was kind of boring. And I was having all these technical issues. In fact, Fish's Xbox actually crashed just like mine did three times on the stream because of Borderlands. 
Uh, it's never happened owning my console, but it has happened with Borderlands. And that's it. I'm not going to beat that anymore. I don't. I think the game runs very poorly, in that, especially on Xbox, and that sucks. But And then after all that, being sort of underwhelmed and bored and angry, we got to this really cool area where there was like these monkeys swinging around in their little monkey houses, and we were climbing in these like giant manas in a swamp. It was like a swamp down in Savannah, and it was, it was, it was storming the mansion. A swamp and in Savannah. And it was actually... <laughs> Savannah, Georgia, and we were storming no, the mansion. They're known for their swamps. For the... Yeah, there's swamps in Georgia. Josh, I've been to... in Savannah, been to Georgia. I I don't know. Savannah, Georgia is a place. <laughs> it, it is a place. All right. Yes, we agree. <laughs> it is a place. Uh, and then and that and all that stuff was really cool. So I feel like that's my experience with Borderlands. It's like kind of bored and frustrated, and then like, oh, this is really cool. This all oh, this boss is awesome. Legendary. Kind of bored and frustrated. Oh, this is really cool. Legendary. Fish. Chime. Fish. I know you're. I'm gonna throw this next sex question to you anyway. But chime in, my friend. You are just. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's wrong? Are you okay over there? Yeah, are you dying on me? Uh, Somebody bring him back. You know, I'm surprised that, well, I'm surprised how much you guys actually are enjoying this game and going through it and not actually dropping it because I'm I'm the opposite. Like, I thought I uh, thought I was gonna be excited. To, I, I I was excited to play this game. You know, like it was one of the games I was looking forward to, and um, you know, I I was kind of I was kind of in there thinking that you know they've had all this time you know, to think about what Borderlands 3 was going to be. And, like, it's it's literally, like, the first two games that I played to death, like, at this point. Like, I've I, they've added, like, some nice, like, quality of life uh, things that they've added into there that um, I enjoy. But for the most part, it's still just that same Borderlands feel and... Um, do you think if I wasn't bothering you to play at night, you wouldn't be playing? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like, there's times where I'm I'm curious, you know, just to play it a little bit more, like play the side missions. It's like I did play a little bit of the side missions, um, a couple nights, um, and those were fine. But like for the most part, like the I did one where it was like kind of a character development for that girl. I think her name is Ava or whatever. Um who lived in a like a monk monastery and like you go to her area or what whatnot and like you have to get her diary back from a bandit that uh ran off with it and it has like that it has like your typical obnoxious type of borderlands um humor to it and like it just it wasn't like sticking with me it was just i felt like i was just going through the motions at this point in this game um and it wasn't that interesting it was just almost mindless for me um which sucks like i i I wish i could enjoy it more but like um right now like the only fun i'm really having with that with this game is like playing with you morgan and um i i would like to you know see you know the the grave ward that shay is talking about um and i have we have fought like um the rampager who was uh an interesting boss fight i thought but um for the most part like just running through the game like it's not as exciting as i anticipated it would be for me so like it doesn't have a staying power with me as far as like wanting to get back and jump back and i don't have that level of excitement for this game at this point um which does suck but 
Wow. Hmm. Now I feel real sad. Um, <laughs> let's. <laughs> we'll it was like going we'll down a roller coaster a, to sad. Yeah. Send him a card. <laughs> I. But uh, well, if you want to hear if yeah. us talk more about, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We might be talking about Borderlands on the private podcast. Well, it's uh, there's a lot of things that Fish said that I, it's conflicting. We've talked enough about it, I guess. We're we're planning on maybe doing a private podcast where we talk a lot about Borderlands Three in great detail. Maybe that's it. So it's weird. It's a weird thing. I I'm always surprised that Josh plays these because like Josh seems very picky about these things, and I'm always surprised that Josh doesn't find Borderlands like offensive and boring. I'm just always weirded out by that. Yeah, but the Josh shooting seems is to good. Like they, they, I mean, like caveat to that, you can make it terrible by using awful guns, but most of them still feel fairly good at this point. Like if you, as long as you kind of hard cap yourself at not using anything below like 70 accuracy, the guns feel good. Um, yeah. Like beyond that, no, just, just don't do it to yourself, man. Like you, you've. People love you. Don't don't do it. Don't don't use don't use guns with below sixty or below seventy percent accuracy. It's just it's not worth it, man. We we care about you. Um, it's it's kind of funny, like that you mentioned that, and like jo- jokes aside, because it's it's such a weird and cool feeling when you go to equip a gun because you're like, oh, that has a high score, and like I can replace my old gun, like my old assault rifle or my old pistol or whatever, and you haven't used the gun yet. And then you kind of forget about it, and then you, you, you get to the spot where you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to try and use this real quick, and you remember it like a few battles later, and then you go use it for the first time, and you're like, what the fuck? This thing is so powerful. Why wasn't I using this before? Mm-hmm. Like, that happened to me with a pistol. It was like, this pistol like would do a four-round burst, and it was super powerful, and it just wipes everything in close range. And I forgot I had equipped it, and I go like three battles later, and I just start drilling people with it. I was like, why haven't I been using this gun this entire time? That's yeah. that's a really good feeling too. Like when you just happen upon a gun that works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I found an interesting, uh, oddly enough, they've, they've done enough to the projectile weapons in this game to make them not feel terrible. Like in the older games, I just, just, you, you don't, use torg weapons you don't use malawan stuff because the projectiles were so slow you'd never hit anything and they were just frustrating they've sped them up just enough that it feels like you can you know predict where enemies are going to be and like lead them with it so even even the projectile weapons feel significantly better in this game and it's been something i've been using a whole lot more in this one um that's true mm -hmm. i actually remember that from the first one they were super clunky yeah. Yeah, like super clunky. And yeah. then this one they feel like like you're saying you're able to lead um ahead of enemies and predict a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting and it's kind of offset like I I noticed some of the weapons. I don't know how it was in the previous ones, I don't remember. But it's offset with like your weapons can break in this one too. Like if they're super powerful weapons, they have a chance uh they will eventually wear down and break as well, which I'm pretty sure has been in the previous games, but um I can't I can't remember. Yes, ish. the The COV weapons are new, and that's their. Oh, okay. That's their shtick. Was that is that you mm. don't reload them? They just break after a while. Um, mm. So, um, I didn't realize those were new. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's something we haven't really talked about. Yeah, yeah. But that's such a minor thing to talk about. 
It's like I said, yeah, I, I do like the game. I mean, in particular, the soundtrack has been a pleasant surprise for me, although yeah. I found out today that it's been made by a lot of different peeper, people. Um, but Jasper Kids, Peeper, <laughs> a lot of peepers are, a lot of peepers are getting made, on made that. Made by good people. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm just fascinated by this whole thing. It's very weird. Like, I guess the best way I explain it is I feel like certain games, like, I'm not, like, flatlining. It's not like when I play it, I feel nothing. I'm, like, just above, like, I'm enjoying it. I'm just above nothing. It's like the line is just high enough to where I sit down and I turn it on. And I'm like, all right, doing some quests, get some loot. I love loot. You guys know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's some, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I do like it, though. Um... I'm just really surprised that Shay likes it. Let's talk about some of these other fucking polls before we go. Oh, fish, I got some good ones for you. Like bringing a gun to the bedroom. We talked about this earlier. 64% of our audience said, nah, nah, no thanks. I will not bring a gun into the bedroom. I will not bring a loaded gun. This was inspired by a true story of this girl I dated that was uh, experienced knife play and gunplay. Now, I think gunplay is crazy, but knife play, that's a little less scary, right? Because, um, there's not a loaded gun fish. Uh, if you had, let's say, you did a. Go well, ahead, Josh. I the knives you. are inherently out of bullets, so <laughs> you don't need to get any more ammo for them. Mm. Um, you should never bring a knife to a sex fight. Yeah, not a loaded knife. <laughs> That's how the old adage knife goes. Right? Yeah. Go get your knife. Go get your knife. Lay down. Talk about living in the nineties. Go get you. That's that's was that 2000 if that's in the 2000s you owe me a i owe you nothing you're still living in the past Mm. i'm not living in the past you're playing a 10 year old game and you're singing a 20 year old song (laughs) music never dies (laughs) uh that's not true classic rock has all died and needs to stay dead that's a joke don't get mad at me um fish would you, if you were dating a beautiful woman and she was like, look, and the sex was incredible, your life was turned around, you were invigorated by just waking up in the morning, but she wanted to bring a knife in the bedroom and kind of mess around with it a little mm-hmm. bit, a little cut here and there, mm-hmm. a little hanky panky, would you do it? Uh, I mean, she's like a 10, she's, like Olivia, wow. Olivia Munn. That's, that's rough. I'm not about that self or even inflicting pain upon yourself like knowing i don't want you to judge me but it's really important to me this this is the only way i can really yeah that'll sell them that'll sell them that i don't know yeah Yeah, no what if she was gonna walk are you gonna let her walk walk what do you mean like leave oh um because you're not she's gonna text you the next day and say she needs someone that's a little more adventurous but you don't know what's gonna happen but that's what's gonna happen I don't know. That, that's tough. That's uh, c- consi- Olivia Munn. Close your eyes and just imagine Olivia Munn. <laughs> I, I don't think it's fair necessarily for me, but like in the situation that I'm in, but like eh, I'm pretty sure like I would definitely set those boundaries ahead of time to where I don't have to deal with you know that type of stuff because it, that just that's not a turn on it. Like as much as that's not how it works, fish. Those things can be sprung on you. You could think right, someone's normal, right. and then one day they're just exactly. like, hey, did you know I like to bring knives? In yeah, and that's when I would probably have to say, uh, no, can we not do this? And if... Yeah, and then she turns over, and you're like, god damn. <laughs> All right, Fish said no. Yeah. All right. Huh. 
So gunplay, is anyone here pro gunplay? I imagine Josh gunplay is just foreplay for you. I imagine it's not even abnormal. I'm I'm proud of Fish for not sticking his dick in crazy. Well, that's with I don't know if that's true. <laughs> at least at least at least not sticking it in hypothetical crazy. Mm-hmm. That's no fun. Yes. That doesn't make for a very fun podcast conversation. But no, you're right, Fish. I wouldn't do anything with guns either. Or knives. Eh, knives you might be able to talk me into. <laughs> knives. If she's hot enough, you could talk me into knives. But I don't want to hold the knife because like I don't want to accidentally hurt anybody. But if they're holding the knife, I'm okay with it, right? Because they could accidentally hurt me, but I don't want to go to jail because I got too into it and I lost my balance and, you know, I want them to hold the knife. Yeah. You see no, what I'm saying? I was just walking across the room and I fell down. and it just went into her. The, um, knife. Um, well, I mean, just, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there. And, you know, fish, all the astral glide. Glad you, glad you clarified your that it was the knife and not something else, Josh. <laughs> I'm surprised the others let that slide. I'm not gonna let that one slide. I I don't really honestly neither of them are turn ons for me, but I feel like some people just pretend to be into it. Like when this one girl told me about it, I felt like she was just trying to be cool, like, oh I tried knife play once. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. Whatever. But it was too late. Uh is love a social construct? What's, 50% of what's audience... happening with you, Morgan? Do we, uh, <laughs> how, how you doing, man? Do we, do we need to talk about these, all these polls? What's, what's, these polls are not what's really, really happening? Was... There's no, secret, this is... he, secretly him lashing out in his marriage. <laughs> him, it's a no, cry for I, help. I am happily married, but just, I was thinking a lot about how the, a lot of the traditions of marriage. Just, just thinking about social knives. Uh, for what it's worth, 50% of our audience said yes, and 50% of the audience said no. Mm. Right down the middle. Fish, do you know, what, what's a social construct, Fish? Um, something that you pick up from others that you feel is right, as far as what love means to you? Is that right? Do you agree with that? I'm not judging you, I'm just... Uh, sort of, it. like, that, that's... It's like something a, about love is like it, it goes between two people, two people's worlds kind of mm-hmm. collide and like you kind of have to make agreements. So like your ideas of love being from like TV shows and movies and things you've seen other people do um, to some degree could be a societal construct, right? Right. Because they're portraying it. They're portraying marriage or love and things of that in a very specific way. Oftentimes family, the white picket fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, you can look at that from, like, just, like, from an outside type of view at, at like, a couple, but, like, you don't know the inner workings of how their relationship actually works, and that's that's essentially where I think love really is, is between those two people and not necessarily what society has placed upon them or shown you. Yeah, love is not... I don't think love could be a social construct, necessarily. But you could take a case that a lot of things around like marriage and tradition and stuff like that, of course, as we know it. But love, and I don't think love is a feeling either. A lot of people always try to get me with that love is a feeling thing. I've never subscribed to that. I think that they're infatuation and you can feel several feelings toward a person of value. But I've always believed that love is just a, 
a term that we use to define our decision to, um, you know, commit to a person or care about them. Uh, where once the infatuation fades away, I still feel things toward my wife in situations, but I don't really think that I'm feeling love. Uh, but I do love her. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> I don't agree with it, but it makes sense. Okay. Well, I'd love to hear your, your opinion. Like, uh, in respectfully, just like what, what do you disagree with or what's your own view? I just think that it, a big part of it boils down to biochemistry. And it boils down to, uh, like, not necessarily anatomy and physiology, but it's more about how our brain chemistry works. And that's something that we really can't define at this point because we are still learning so much about the brain. For me to sit here and say definitively, it's this, you know, I couldn't do that. But in my own opinion, I think that a large part of it hinders on our brain chemistry and our experiences. And at that point, it allows us to define it in our own terms. And some people, it's easier to have that definition given to us or them, whomever, by someone else. And if that's through media, if that's through society, if that's through movies, whatever whatever the case may be, however it's defined for you, so it's easier for you to understand, that's perfectly acceptable for yourself, you know? Now, if you are, like, projecting that love upon someone else, as long as you're doing it in a healthy way, as long as you're doing it in a way to where um, you clean up after you project your love. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. I was waiting for it. If you were, I was going <laughs> to. No, no, seriousness. Seriousness. Sorry. Sorry. I had to, had to throw that in there. Um, as long as, like, the love you feel for someone and the love you show for someone is done in a healthy and respectful way, uh, fine. I mean, define it how you will. I, I just, I don't, I don't think that we can say it's a, a social construct definitively for some people. Yes. For other people. No. Is it strictly biochemistry? Maybe for some people it is the people who are more analytical or um, who are more logic based. Maybe it is more of a biochemical reaction and that's mm -hmm. how they define it for other people. It's going to be undefinable. And so, Josh said love is a shitty English word. I yeah. mean, because it is like, it's the, the one place that English doesn't decide to over explain everything about what's going on. Beauty like, is another one. I think we use the same word to mean fucking everything in English. Yeah, well, fu yeah. Fuck, fuck is another one. Love yeah. and fuck are two of the, wow. the most versatile words in the English language. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. No, you can get by can just knowing love and fuck. Like yeah, you can. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'll you have know a hard time renting a car, fuck. but you'll you get the job do done. Both. No, 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 no. They're like, yeah. hey, do you want this car? You say, love. Yeah, but if you love. don't want the car, you're like, fuck. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You can get, um, I think that's what we've taken from this conversation. You can get by in the English language by just saying love or fuck. Mm -hmm. Get by is relative, but I'll just agree for the sake of agreeing. <laughs> I like the biochemistry thing is interesting because there are certain people that you get around and there, there does seem to be an intangible, unexplainable uh, connection between some people sometimes that, like you said, it's probably brain chemistry. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. serotonin and oxytocin are big proponents of that as well. You know, like when we hang out with someone and we are flooded with these good emotions, whether or not it's the first time you've hung out with them or the thousandth time you've hung out with them. 
that's a that's a big part of it when those those uh hormones release uh the ones that improve our you know our disposition then yeah that's that part of that is biochemistry at the end of the day yeah interesting uh last two polls here and we'll get the bleep out of here um we got another podcast to record this one uh josh only 70 percent wait oh only 30 percent of our audience is actually interested in the apple arcade part of that could just be the apple bias but um people don't seem as interested in it right now mm-hmm. uh, but again if you don't really have an apple phone or an apple product it's not an option interested. so <laughs> it probably, it's exclusive it probably would have been <laughs> worth like limiting that to people who you know could partake yeah well i was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt if you don't have an apple product and you're, and you're still voting, saying i don't know yeah no i'm not interested well yeah thanks yeah. thanks for that input mm-hmm. senor it just sucks man i want to but... be able to access it on my zoom but mm-hmm. i can't play any games <laughs> on there well how about this quick quick answers fish are you interested in the apple arcade yeah, yeah. okay Shay, are you interested in the Apple Arcade? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last question. This one is mostly for everyone, but Fish in particular. (laughs) Uh, Bringing you home, Fish. We're bringing you home strong. Monster Hunter Iceborne is probably awesome, but it released at the worst time of the year. Too much good shit to play. It released a little while back. Monster Hunter Iceborne, 87% of our audience said, there's just too much else to play. Yeah. Yeah. No, I kind of agree with that. Like, me personally, mm. I would love to play. Such a bad time. The week before, oh, the I week d- before another game came out at the best possible time. Mm. Hmm. Odd huh. how that can happen. Yeah. Weird. Hmm. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, look, Fish is playing mm. that other game instead mm. of the other weird. game. Weird. Mm. Get out of it's here. Strange. Get out of here. Odd how that can happen. Uh, yeah, that's weird, right, Fish? <laughs> mm. Very weird, yeah, indeed. Mm. Hold on. Let me find the release. Let me mm, see. Yeah. What's the release mm. date for Monster It was Hunter the week Iceboard. before. Oh. Well, Fish has been too busy playing Borderlands. Uh, <laughs> trying to do anything I can here and stay afloat. Let's see. <laughs> September 6th. Yeah, well, I guess Just so. slightly the week before. Maybe it seems like it because you need such a time commitment to get into that game. I feel like you need like a month or so. But yes, to be fair, I do. That does sort of make me feel hypocritical <laughs> about my own argument. Uh, <laughs> it's rare that I'm you admit we your got flaws, there. my friend. I'm glad we got there. I have, I have to admit it. It's only fair. All's fair in love and war. Oh. All's fair in... <laughs> I don't know. I had... Didn't have anything witty to add to that. Uh, so Fish agrees uh, and hasn't been chiming in, so I guess you don't have really anything to add to it, except he's very sad. I'll talk for Fish. Fish is very mm-hmm. sad that he cannot... Oh, yeah. uh, well, for, well, the uh, thing uh, is, fish... is like, uh, my save file is actually on PlayStation, so like I could, even if I wanted oh. to experience it, like mm. I would have to put in you know 30 hours into Monster Hunter oh, to even t- get to that content. Ouch. So. Yeah. yeah mm. So, I mean... That's not feasible. 
Exactly. So, like, there's even more amounting as far as, like, time commitment goes there. For me, at least. Like, that's why. Maybe later next year when things slow down, me and you have some time, we can go through it. Because I have it on Xbox, too, and I'd be happy to go through it again. But if you end up picking up a PlayStation of some kind for, you know, The Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I I could always wait out for that. But, I, I mean... I guess what I was trying to say with that poll is that it feels like nobody's really talking about Iceborne, right. right, Fish? But Monster Hunter, when it released, everyone was talking about yes, it. Yes, yes. And it, that's understandable. Like, it's more for the hardcore uh, fans of the series right at this point because it's it's been over a year. Um, but, you know, it's just, it, it is a big uh, DLC. It's a big expansion to the world. Um, there's a lot more monsters to it. Like, all that sounds great to me, you know? And, like, they, they've added, like, mounts and all these cool things, uh, different stuff, little things to the game that uh, really enhances it and looks like it just almost breathes in a little bit uh, fresh air to a uh, very much beloved game of mine. Um, it's just, it is just DLC, essentially, so um, it's not a brand mm-hmm. new um, Monster Hunter World experience. Um, but it's it pretty damn close considering, you know, it is all about the monsters and it is a whole new area with all new monsters that you get to play against it's yeah. just a higher ranks of these monsters so you have to play at a higher level so there's a lot of time commitment there uh for sure um <laughs> this 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 conversation reminds me as we close the show here me and fish were talking about destiny 2 the other day because it's free to play now you can get base destiny all the way up to the new content for free uh-huh. um yeah sadly no crossplay, which is bullshit uh, and I was like showing Fish this new article and I was really interested in it, except when I read the article from Forbes, they were talking about how it was almost all recycled content again. And I was like, and, but the fans didn't seem that upset about it. And I was like, what? Even the guy in the article was like, eh, who cares? It's recycled, but I'm still loving it. And I told Fish, I was like, uh, that's a killer for me, man. It says, I've seen a measure of complaining about how Shadowkeep is the most... Uh, the most recycled bit of content Destiny has ever done. And while technically that's true, I find myself not caring. When that is the first line I read, mm. and, and Fish, Fish being the brilliant man he is, was like, hey, that sounds like a promising for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't played Destiny in a year now, and I'd be surprised if I well, felt bored. Well, I'm a the fan. thing is, though, Morgan, there's been over four uh dlc uh packs that came out since uh we the last time we played yeah, so I like know. what if they're just reusing you know stuff from those dlcs that we that, that we missed, missed. <laughs> it's a brand new experience yeah. for at least me i well, think I was that was the idea really with this one like let's yeah. let's have new stuff but since the user <sighs> base is opening up a lot more they i at least i sure hope like if the next one comes out and it's more recycled stuff than yeah like we're done guys like just pack it up go home like stop well, just free to play is not really a good step i don't think um no it can't say good things is it not I mean, like to me i know it sounds dirty but when i think of destiny as a free-to-play game it feels a little dirtier to me now, maybe i'll take it's back the th- best step they could make they've been trying to shovel you know premium know. you know silver like come buy these skins <sighs> and crap They've been trying to do that I since know. the game came out. So, like, it, it's a good idea. Like, they may as well may as well have gone free to play forever ago. Right. I know. But WoW's not even free to play yet. Yeah. 
Well, it's been still charging money for 17 years. But what about StarCraft? They refused. Look at, look at StarCraft Yeah, two, like they've gone free to play with all almost those expansions. All their other That's games. true. That's true. Yeah. 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 Uh, one, yeah, it's it's a smart business move. The one thing I'll say, I know I know we're talking about Destiny, but like with uh, the Monster Hunter, um, you know, I think it's kind of it's interesting that that game still is having like a fair amount of relevancy. Like a lot of people are still playing it because most most of the games that have a lot of legs right now are like shooters or they're MMOs. So it's like I don't know. I, th- I feel like Monster Hunter's kind of in this like rarefied air right now of where it's like there are a few games that kind of s- come away from that that shooter element or that MMO element and are still relevant even after yeah. they've been released for a while. So it's interesting because yeah. Destiny is a shooter, so naturally it's going to have a little bit longer legs. Mm-hmm. But with something like Monster Hunter, it's interesting that it's been able to stay as popular as long as it has. Well, the thing is, though, in yeah. Japan, like that is the game to play, uh, or it's far more popular in Japan. Like so, absolutely. Like I assume Shay was talking oh, about okay. America, right? I presume, maybe. I mean, but just in gen- I mean, I mean, in general, man. But I mean, like, yeah, I get, right. I get the point. Yeah, yeah. It, it is in rarefied air. I agree, but I will say, eighty percent of our audience did say that they're not currently playing it because they're too busy. Right. But I think I think it's one of those games though, like where it's like, yeah, I like I've seen so many people be like really excited for Iceborne and saying I want to get back to it, but there's too many other new games right now. It's not yeah. that like they truly do want are excited for it and want to get back to it. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that actually do it, you know, is it, it's probably less than because you know yeah. that's how people are. Like I people I lose think track it, of time. I think it's more geared towards you know the hardcore people that'll definitely want to jump on that hardcore, who hardcore. people who yeah. enjoy jumping on to that game you know playing playing it for a couple hours killing a few hunts. Um, if they want to play Iceborne right now more than Borderlands or Control, uh, and even in November, and then they're they're fucking hardcore. Right. I love Monster Hunter, but come on now. That's fair. Uh, Anyways, Fish, I was just highlighting your joke because Fish mentioned, he was like, remember when we used to run, <laughs> remember when Destiny had us running backwards to the same levels? <laughs> and we were kind of joking about how we we get that new Destiny DLC and it was just going back to the same level, but backwards. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's when Destiny lost me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Fish was happy about it. He was like, good memories, baby. Good memories. Uh, I was laughing dead. Fish is the best. Still laughing now about that. I miss Fish's Destiny cracked out ways. They were kind of funny. Uh Although he did drive me crazy. So I say I miss him, but at the time I'm pretty sure I gave him shit for him. So damned if you do, damned if you don't, Fish. I'm sorry. You're a special man to me. Um, Okay, well, that. That was a weird way for me to end it, but you are special. You are very special to me. Um, a lot of great polls. So in recap, 65% of our audience said no, they would not bring a gun to the bedroom. Our audience was split on love being a social construct. 70% of the audience said no, Borderlands 3 is not Game of the Year material. Um, and 87% of the audience said there's just too much to play right now. Instead of Monster Hunter Iceborne. And 70% of our audience said they are not interested, at least currently, 
and Apple Arcade. That's been, it's been a lot of fun, guys. We got some other stuff to record. We're going to get the whoa, hell out of here. Whoa. Remember? Why do you oh. always literally every week forget about the uh, Patreon stuff? I just, we get pressed for time. I'm sorry. Come on now. I just get wrap up mode. We, yeah, I'm sorry. You're good. We need to do the, maybe the Patreon stuff will get moved to the private Patreon podcast. Maybe no, that would be a good No, 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 no. All right. So the first poll that I did was, and we talked about this a little bit last week live. We give fish a lot of shit on this podcast. A lot. We love you, fish. We also give you way too much shit sometimes. So, I asked the fans, do we give fish too much shit on the show, or is it enjoyable? Nine people said, cut fish some slack. God damn it. Wow. God damn you, Morgan. No, I'm just kidding. They didn't say that part. And then seven people said, let the ribbing continue. That's almost a 50-50 split. (laughs) Ribbed for your pleasure. That's right. But Just going to repeat that from last week, huh? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I said. I said we we talked about it live. Yes, but, no, like, no, but the joke. Oh, we're, the, we're repeating joke. the joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Was, <laughs> did I say that last no, week? I did, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Stuff in a time capsule mm. of being so hilarious. Um, mer- merch designs, you know, we rolled out our store. Um, by the way, if you're interested in wearing some of our wares, our awesome items, you can go to Redbubble dot com slash people slash sword chomp um we're talking about getting some new merch ideas up there already uh we're going to be working on that probably rolling it out next year but one of the things um i wanted to know is should we do some alternative logo ideas uh based off of our main logo uh should we do some inside jokes or are the designs we have good for now uh five people said we want some alternative logo designs so that might be something we're looking at. Some inside jokes. So, for example, like fish in the Gallahorn or a hot sauce banana or, you know, things of that nature. The BAC, the micro, whichever one you're feeling. And then three people say... They, <laughs> you never know which one you're going right, to get. That's Dr. Right. Jackal and Mr. Fish. <laughs> and then three, <laughs> three people said that the designs you have now are sufficient. That one's pretty self-explanatory. But this is the big one. This is the one I really was most interested about this week. Um, so we, as we have alluded to last week and the week before and this week, and we're getting ready to do it, um, we're going to be doing like kind of some added on content. And now this is not going to take away from the main show at all. But it, what we're going to do is we're going to start doing like a deep dive on one video game. We want to get more in depth. And we're able to on the Chompcast, partially pressed for time, partially because we want to keep it spoiler free on the Chompcast because we don't want, you know, like, like if I were to tell the guys about exactly where I'm at in the story right now, it might, you know, it's going to spoil it for them, like in Borderlands 3, and they might feel, you know, bothered by that. Or as you, the listener, might feel bothered by that. So wait, Borderlands Three is a story. That's so funny. this this side podcast allows us to be able to basically do spoilers, to do the things we want to do, to actually you know get more in depth, and then we're able to at the end of that episode be like, um, we're we're trying to figure out kind of like a hook, and we're still exploring that right now. But I think the thing we kind of decided upon was, um, 
basically instead of like a rating system we would be like do we recommend this game or do we not recommend this game so for example the next one we do uh not this one but the following one we're going to talk about borderlands 3 we're going to sit down and we're going to each individually say is this a game we recommend that you buy you buy and play or is this a game we don't recommend so yeah yeah so a recommend or not Mm. recommend kind of scenario but anyways uh so the the big question is should we give it a new title should it become its own show what have you or should it be an extension of the chomp cast and we were at seven votes a piece split right down the middle half the people thought it should be a new show with a new title the other half thought it should just be an extension with uh our buddy hakuna saying you should make it an extension don't name it something else and spread yourselves too thin which I could see being the case. So um, we're going to explore that in more detail, but that that was a big thing. I wanted to see if people wanted to know if they wanted us to give it a whole new name, treat it as a separate podcast or mm-hmm. not. So yeah. And one of the things, the big things to pump that up is we're going to, I'm going to take a lot of, we have a VIP Instagram page that if you sign up for our Patreon, you get access to. And I'm asking our patrons a lot of questions because more than likely the people who are going to pay for this bonus content are our patrons. So I want them to be a big part of this show, even more so than the Chomp cast. So it's going to feel like a private little family show. It's going to feel like a podcast for just you and your own little family. That's right. For sure. Sword for sure. Yeah. So along with that Patreon, uh, one thing we started two months ago. And I'm sure you guys know about this point, but if you're a new listener and you've hung out this long in the show, every month we do a word of the month. And basically it's one month or one word that we pick for every month that we somehow slip in magically into the show. You have no idea what word it's going to be, but it usually sticks out a little bit. Um, I try and make it stick out a little bit, not too much. That's what she said. And uh, I I try and make the word stick out a little bit. That way, it's not like, oh, is the word the? Like, it's, it's something that is a little bit peculiar. Uh, and the benefit is if you message us or you email us and you're the first person to have done that for the month, you win the word of the month contest and basically you get access to our free, up to our free $5 tier on Patreon, which allows you to yes. access to the VIP page on Instagram. It allows you access to the end of the month shout outs that we do and it also and it also allows you access to the patreon polls that i do every Mm. week i the one clue i'm going to give people because we always give them a clue is it's a compound word okay it's a compound word it uh it's not a compound word it's two words. It's not <laughs> two words. Apparently, I don't know what the word of the month that is. That was the other one we were it's talking not... about. The other one was a joke. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's okay. All right. We're well, okay. trying to help you. If, you. if you if you figure it out, Morgan, you can send us an email. <laughs> and I you can be the was... patron for the yeah. month, Morgan. Yeah. I thought it was. I will, I will okay. give you. Well, an we'll act. talk about it after the show. <laughs> I'll give you. The, I'll give I don't you know what I'm hint. talking about. I'll give you the real hint. It's in the back half of the show. That's your hint. I could have swore I knew what it was. It's not two words, huh? Nope. 
But yeah, let's get out of here. Let's go do the other show. All right, yeah, we got to go. Uh, I want to thank Shay for being here from Japan, Josh from Michigan, Fish from Texas, and of course, myself, Morgan from Montana. We'll see you next week for an all new Chompcast. Bye bye.